Welcome to the AMX Superstores 2023 Pro MX Preview Pod on the Inside Dirt Network. We are back for 23. Very excited to be partnering with the guys from AMX Superstores again. And as you know, they've been a long-time partner of the Inside Dirt Network. So make sure you go check out their latest flagship stores. We have two that have opened up in the last few months. One of those being in Narang on the Gold Coast, which is just a few minutes from where I live. And I tell you what, that is an amazing store. And then my old stomping grounds of um, Caram Downs in Victoria. They have a massive center there as well. So Amex Superstores have everything you need to keep your bike and body on the track, whether it be parts, consumables, tires, oils, apparel, gear, helmets, boots, from road to adventure to motocross and supercross. You privateers listening, I know you guys listen to the show. Go to the guys at Amex Superstores, tell them you listen to the Inside Dirt Show and they will hook you up with some sweet deals. Now, if Narang or Caram Downs or any of the other 20 plus stores that AMX Superstores have on the East Coast are not close enough to you, because that's a possibility, not a very likely possibility, but it's possible, then make sure you go to amxsuperstores.com.au where you can have next day to same week delivery on pretty much everything on their range to keep your bike and body on the track. So if you don't have access to a local store, these guys will get you anything you need from a very competitive pricing system on their amazing website. That's amxsuperstores.com.au. And with that being said, also exciting for 2023, AMX and Inside Dirt have partnered up and we're going to be doing some live um, podcast radio shows at Promex at lunchtime during the intermissions. Um, we're going to be interviewing riders, industry. It's going to be going out across the venue. It's going to be really cool. So if you're at Wonthaggy next weekend, Sunday, March 5th, make sure you stop by the AMX tent um, and activation at lunchtime because I will be there. Darnell Official will probably be there. And uh, we will be hosting uh, the what we are calling the AMX Superstores Primex radio show. And we're going to have some riders on. We're going to talk about the day. We're going to have some fun. And uh, you guys can check out all things AMX with that. So thanks for listening. Massive shout out to AMX Superstores for coming back on as our title partner for the Primex race coverage on the Inside Dart Network in 2023. And with that being said, we've got a killer lineup for tonight's show. We've got Lee Hogan, Dean Ferris, myself and Posty hosting lots of great bench racing to start the season. So let's get to it. Okay, kids. You're in for a real treat today. He, he's Jimmy's brother, the guy, the singer. Gator, never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. It, it'd be like looking over and seeing your, your ex-missus with someone else. Like, it's a... Uh... There's a few of them going around the pits, I'm sure. That's <laughs> Do you know what I've been smacking lately? Can we say it on the show? <laughs> Why weren't you more successful? Well, you know, because I sucked, so... <laughs> All right, guys, as promised, welcome to the AMX Superstores 2023 Pro MX Preview Show. We are back. Um, we have had all sorts of technical difficulties. I haven't done a podcast in a minute. I got new headsets, and I was all excited to use them, and they weren't working. But um, we, we've gone old school. We've got the old mics back. We're going to figure it out uh, before round one of Primex at Daggy because we have some exciting news. The live shows are going to be back for Primex this year. We're going to be doing lunchtime shows um, in the pits with uh, the AMX Superstores crew, which is very exciting. And um, we'll stay tuned for more news on the socials this week on the first show at Wontaggy. So 
with that being said, um, let's get into the show. And my man who has helped me out, come to co-host this thing, braved rush hour traffic on the Gold Coast, Mickey Michael Williams. Posty, how are you, bud? Hey, mate. How are you? Thanks for having me. No, I appreciate you for being here. Um, we got our wires crossed today on a lot of things. Yeah, that tends to happen. It does. Yeah, yeah. I blame yeah. the group chat. Yeah. The group um, chat tends to be... Um, if that ever got leaked, I think we'd be in some trouble. But yeah. yeah, there's a group chat with myself and Posty and several other industry um, people that um, it gets pretty lit and uh, a lot goes down <laughs> in the group chat. And uh, We were chatting in the group chat about tonight's show and there were some things that I didn't um, really pay attention to. Well, anyway, you're here. We're here. We, we're ready to go. Let's do it. 2023. AMX Superstores, Inside Dirt, Pro MX, Preview Show, Posty. Um, do you feel like you've had an off season? I've had a very long off season. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I've had one, but yeah. Well, I mean, perspective for everyone that doesn't know Posty, I feel like he's gaining quick notoriety in the game. But uh, Posty is one of the premier content creators in uh, Australian motocross and supercross, contracted to a lot of the heavy hitting teams and brands out there. And um, I guess no, with preseason, you probably wouldn't feel like you've had an off season. I think I had like three weeks off. Yeah, I had three weeks off where I didn't look at a camera a laptop or a motorcycle. And then it's been uh, junior motocross, team shoots, um, personal shoots. It's been, yeah. I mean, your biggest issue is that you are um, partnered with one of the busiest men in the industry, which is Todd Waters. Yeah, yeah. And it's been a big year for Toddy and Jason and the the whole team. So it's, um, I don't know. When's this coming out? Tomorrow. Oh, okay. So, yeah. um, Thursday. Oh, no, the news is already out, right? What news? Oh, that Todd's taken over the Husfana Hus program. Oh, yeah, that came yeah, out okay, a yeah, month ago. Okay, yeah. I don't know, man. I live in secrets. Um, yeah, you live so, in a dark editing room. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah. it's very emo. Um, so Toddy took over the Husfana um, program and um, uh, obviously Raceline's been around before and him and Jason bought that. So I'm pretty involved with those guys and um, everything that goes on with them. And as you know, there's... A lot that goes on with Todd Waters, so I'm pretty pinned. With I do. Him. I know that because of you. Um, yeah. You're always doing something with Todd. You're out filming somewhere, doing something. I have a mic in my face that doesn't work from the headsets right now. How I'm, pissed are you about I'm headsets. so pissed. Yeah. You could tell when you got here. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I was not in a good mood. Yeah. Um, I spent a lot of money on these mics, and they don't even work. It's but it's probably my fault for... You know what? whose fault it really is? Darnell's. It's Darnell's fault. 100%. Because Darnell should be here. Yep. But Darnell is sold out and went to work for... <laughs> the corporate giant we, we joke <laughs> but he's not here being my tech support I can yeah. tell you that much yeah yeah. but at least he will we're going to call Darlene on later but anyway let's get to the show tonight Posty we've got Lee Hogan coming on in a minute very cool I think he is 9 time or 11 time or something amount of time Australian champion one of the most renowned coaches in Australia and he is the TV personality for Primax so yeah, Hogan's cool. going to come on and have a chat about all things 23 um had a chat with him already earlier today. He does a lot of homework as far as writers and everything for yeah, the broadcast. Yeah, cool. I wanted so. to ask him some questions about being on the broadcast. Obviously, you commentator folk. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, he, I've um, got some questions of how it all works. It is. It's an interesting game. Uh, and then we've got uh, Dean Ferris coming on. Mr. Um, Mr. Comeback himself. Don't call it a comeback. Been on a mission in preseason up here in Queensland of late, winning Mountain Man, winning Sunny State on the weekend at Coulomb. So we're going to talk to Dean Ferris. Um, we may have some other guests coming on. I'm waiting on some text back from Jed Beaton. Oh, cool. Maybe Jed's going to come on, maybe not. 
Um, but yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to talk about. So what time is it right now? It's 5.30. Um, that's not great. Hogan said he doesn't know how good his phone service is going to be at the pushy track. So Oh, okay, cool. Do you just want to try and hit Hogan straight away? Maybe we will. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do that. It's a loose program. Great yeah, radio. Like as, yes. It's a loose program. Um, it's the joy of it. It's raw. Yeah, it's very yeah, raw. Like we are definitely sitting in my... It's raw and real. Bali hut right now by the pool. It could be worse places. It's true. It's basically because there's several like secure doors and fences between me and my children. Yeah. So I'm trying to stop them because if they get a sniff that I'm here. Or visitors. It's, or you. Yeah. Like it's game over. It's game over. Like yeah. it will be absolute chaos. And you've got all that to look forward to because you're expecting. Yeah, I am. I'm a yeah. little boy coming in July, which is um, a surprise and very, very exciting. So it's pretty cool. Well, congrats. Thank you. And yep. good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've got minimal hours as it is, so why not just make it even... 2023 is the year of just um, taking on everything and anything. Well, the beauty of kids is you think you were busy before and then you actually yeah. realise you were not busy and you didn't do anything to like maximise your time. Yeah, I've had a few conversations with dudes within the industry, um, graphic guys and a lot of guys that are in the space and that was one of the biggest things I was stressing about. Like, how do I stay creative while having a, a munchkin? But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they reckon they reckon that you are the the minimal the time that you do get you get more focus so you actually you get do. more you, you have, find yeah they you think have you get um, much more done now you once you get a kid you can get even more done dude I have my kids like four to five days a week um and the time I have them I maximize my time yeah. like with work like yeah. this morning right like I did two different locations for like daycare and candy drop offs yeah. I work like nine till three pick them back up now I'm doing this. Like the days I don't have them and I'm working, I'm so much more yeah. just like, oh, get it done. Like, because it forces you to be on a schedule. It's a really good thing. Um, they're wonderful. Don't let me don't let me talk you out of it. Well, it's a bit. Late I was now. too late there now. <laughs> Pretty committed to it. Eh? <laughs> Feel like the contract's been signed. Yeah, it has. All right, let's. Um, we're going to call up Lee Hogan and uh, he's going to bring in the show. Um, and we are going to talk about all things Primex. So let's see how this goes. All right, that's a good start. How are you, champion? Lee Hogan, how you doing, mate? Thanks for coming on the show. I'm doing very well, my friend. Thanks for reaching out. No problem. We made it work between... Um, we've had all sorts of technical difficulties here and, and you're at the pushy track with your little guy, but we made it work. <laughs> yeah, you got to do what you got to do. We're off to BMX training, so fun and, fun and game. Breeding the next um, breeding's probably <laughs> me and Posty were just talking about. He's got a baby on the way, so that's why breeding came to mind. But um, <laughs> uh, I was going to say, like developing the next uh, Hogan bloodline champion with Noah, by the sounds of things. Yeah, the breeding was done a while ago. Yes, yes, I hear where you're coming from. It's all it's a work in progress. But now the little man back to back state champion and. Yeah, we're uh, we're traveling around trying to trying to go to the next level, mate. It's an exciting time. It's good. Like I use you, I pretty much use you as a base for everything throughout my whole career, to be honest with you. But um, even so, oh, with BMX, you. because uh, you know my son, he's only four, but um, I'm taking that path. You know, he rides his Stasic and he rides his, you know, his pushy, and he's on his micro mini now, whatever it's called, the little eighteen incher. Brilliant. Um, That's so good. Yeah, it's good, man. I think it's a good user friendly way to get him into two wheels, like as opposed to back in. Well, I'd say back in our day, but you're a bit older than me, but yeah. 
PW50s no, and I'm older than dirt, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hogs, I've got Mickey Williams, Posty, uh, here with me. He's he's going to jump in with some questions here or there, but um, let's Brilliant. let's get into it, mate. Look, I know obviously you're the man um, that holds down the uh, the Primex TV broadcast, and you have been doing a lot of homework on everything for 23. But you know, MX1. Let's just start right there. I don't know if maybe your memory goes a lot further back than mine would, you know, but I don't recall in recent memory a year in MX1 where there's been this much competition. Yeah, look, I, I would say it's quite possibly the deepest field that we've seen in such a long time, and it's a good mixture of factory team riders, and there's a privateer in there swinging exceptionally hard that's possibly sitting close to favourite at the moment with pre-season the way it's gone. So uh, it, it's super exciting, and you've got that, same batch of old dogs, you know, Maddie, Brett Metcalf, uh, Kirk Gibbs, um, Todd Waters, who slots kind of between the old dogs and still young enough to get in there and swing exceptionally hard. I don't, I don't really know what category to put him into, but, you know, and then let's not forget, you know, the two Honda boys, uh, Kyle Webster, Jed Beaton back from Europe. It's such a, a thick field in, in MX1, that's for sure. We've got to watch what we say about Todd because Posty is the main uh, content uh, <laughs> creator for the Factory Husky team and, and Todd's program, so uh, he's he's a little biased. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah. I, he's a, such a good athlete and, and what an amazing uh, role model for the kids out there and ambassador for all of his sponsors. So, you know, I guess if you're going to be working for someone, uh, let's just say there's worse people you could be working for, couldn't you? You know, like you just... He makes you smile just thinking about him and his personality since he's diversified and gone into not just motocross but also the off-road and all the different things he's doing. I just think he's not only marketing himself exceptionally well, uh, but he's just such a nice person to be around. He just makes you smile. He does, man. And Posty, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before we get into it with with who's the picks and everything for you, Hogs, but... Todd Waters. Todd Waters. But I remember... (laughs) I don't know if you remember this, Hogs, but I remember Toddy coming back from MXGP. I think it was 2016 he came back. And I think he still had that MXGP mindset of riding for the big teams. And, and I, I distinctly remember like him having conversations with like the MX National, like with Kevin Williams, MX National promoters. And it was along the lines of not enough being done for the sport and this or that. And and I've heard Todd talk about where he's like, I kind of took a look at myself and, and changed how I approached the sport. And clearly, like now he's like the hardest working blue collar man in, in Australian motocross and he's still super competitive. Um, I mean, Hugs, you know, right? Like you've been, obviously you didn't quite manage the racing side with the industry side, but it's not an easy thing that Todd does as far as trying to run his team program, his junior program, his T-Dub brand and still be competitive like, getting on the podium it was he was third in the championship this year right yeah. last year so yeah. that's that's pretty crazy to me that he can juggle all that yeah super impressive and and look i mean he's got his own riding gear brand for Christ's sake you know like it's uh who's done anything like that ever here in australia it's just mind-blowing what he's doing and uh, he's got young kids you know like liam owen is a, a legit contender he's still a junior you know he's just just come out of almost winning aussie juniors last year uh, he's got that fiery redhead uh, going on, that anger. <laughs> that he just wants to put out there on the track and just beat everyone, you know. So, uh, and that's someone that Todd Waters has developed, and that's going to be a real contender in the MX3 as 
an absolute young gun up against the 16, 17-year-olds, you know. So uh, he's doing so many good things on a lot of different fronts. Hoags, um, you, you've obviously been in a similar sort of management role and you're coaching and that sort of stuff and other businesses. Um, do you see this on the one side reinvigorating Todd but also being a um, – uh, like a negative towards his actual athlete program? Like, do you think that that could have a negative uh, connotation to him, like in his results? Uh, I love it. I tell you, my, my last X amount of years, I was already trying to think, what the heck am I going to do when I finish racing? I knew from quite a while prior to that that I wanted to do commentary and I wanted to do riding school. And, you know, that kind of evolved into the junior motocross team as well. But it was always the schools and the commentary that was going to make up the bulk of, what I was going to do. There was never, there was never two ways about it. So for me to see an athlete still doing what Todd Waters is doing, but to have his head screwed on enough to be thinking business-like at this stage is just phenomenal. Because there's not many things that we can do in our sport that'll put food on the table and earn you enough money, let alone to do it properly, you know, with a family and to do it, you know, do it well, live well, not, uh, not just making enough money to get by. So to see Todd in the way that he's doing it, he's really making his mark and setting a good example for a lot of the others out there. Um, you know, you've got your riders like Canty, who is so young in the big scheme of things that can't be expected to be thinking business-like just yet. Uh, let him do his thing. You know, he's on fire. He's, he's you know, national champion. Uh, but there's a lot of others out there that could really take a leaf out of Todd Waters' book. I don't know if you guys are with me on that one, but... I tell you, it's refreshing to see. No, I agree. Um, and obviously, it's it's a, it's a transitional point, right, where it's like you go through those years of – and this is a good segue because you've got your tannies, you've got your Luke Clouts, like the guys that – The next gen? Is that what we're allowed to well, call Well, yeah, them? Webster, Tanny, yeah. Clout, I guess, straddles two eras, yeah. but he's still the new generation. Yeah. Um, so it is the young guard versus the old guard. I think you've got Tanny, Clout, Webster, Jed – He's back. He's yeah. in that camp now. Yeah. Then you've got Ferris, Waters, Metcalf, Gibbs. So there's a good four to five of each age demographic that it's a real old school, new school kind of. It's almost like a clash of generations. It, it is, you know. <laughs> um, so, Hoags, let's let's start with Tanny. Yeah. And obviously, Posty, you've been at the preseason races as well. Um, from what I hear and see so far, I don't know if they're there with that bike set up yet with CDR. It seems like I see a lot of testing going on on socials. I don't see the preseason going. They're using it more as testing than going out to win is what I'm hearing. Um, that's what's been going on up here, Hogs, with the preseason, you know, Mountain Man and then the first round of Sunny yeah. States. Um, yeah. How do you feel, Hogs? they at round one at Wontaggy, and you know what one is like. I mean, it's square edge. It's... You know, if it is probably reasonably hot, which we expect it to be, and it's going to have a hard base, it's going to be square edge, super cupped out, and not very easy to stay on top of because the sand will blow straight off the top. So do you see the CDR guys coming out swinging, or, or is this going to be a slow build for these guys with this new 23? I think no one really expected CDR Yamaha last year to come out and do what they did. Everyone expected Kyle Webster to come and, you know, smoke the whole field and go 1-1, and you know, he quite possibly could have could have done that. That's kind of what we're a lot of people are expecting leading into round one this year. And uh, you know, a Webster domination. Biggest thing with Kyle, I think, is going to be that voice in the back of his head that says, 
you know, what if, you know, please no, you know, like don't put this thing down. Um, and, and that creeps up into your head at that crazy time in the race when you've got about seven minutes to go. And, you know, physically he's not drained yet. He's not, you know, running out of energy. But the brain starts asking that question. You start thinking, can I hear a noise in my bike? Or how's that front end looking? Please don't do anything stupid. The next thing you're on the ground before you know it. I guess what we're seeing with Sexton at the moment, how he's caught in a rut of week in, week out. He's having that silly crash at that same point of the race. And it's such a hard habit to break. And, you know, that's going to be the one thing that, Kyle really needs to, you know, be mindful of here. He needs to get the monkey off his back for round one and, you know, go try to go 1-1 one, one, uh, because I tell you what, the rest of the season and wrapping up that championship is going to be a heck of a lot more difficult than getting 1-1 one, one at one baggy. Um, to answer your question about the CDR boys, I don't think, and look, you know, like anyone, we're going out on a bit of a limb here if we're making any form of predictions, but I'm going to say, uh, you know, Clout to me, Currently doesn't look like he's in fine form at the moment. I don't think he's at his absolute best. But watching really, really closely the lap times and how everything went down at Coolum last weekend for the Sunshine State, Tanty is riding Coolum pretty well. He wasn't far off. Has something happened in the first race? One of you boys might be able to bring me up to speed there. I don't know if it was a crash. It looked like it could have been a DNF for Tanty. But there's a couple of races there where he was right on... Uh, Dean Ferris's pace. Now, when he won the championship last year, he was not really competitive at Coolum, was he? He was way off the pace. Yeah. Uh, and I will confirm with that with Tanny at um, Mountain Man the week before, he was four seconds faster than Ferris. Like four seconds. Wow. Man. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. Don't quote. I'm, yeah. 90% yep. you can quote me on that, but it was a, a substantially okay. faster than Ferris at at Toowoomba, and now that is hard pack and sort of sketchy, so it does fall into Tanny's skill set. That yeah. That's yeah. his forte. I mean, you got to think too, like Luke Clout, he was very competitive at one thing. Webster had his number last year as far as lap times, yeah. but... But did you think, honestly, that Cloudy would come out and do what he did at one thing? Because Cloudy looked unreal at one he did, and I guess that's what I'm segueing into, is that he's been spending time up here training with Ford Dale's crew, so he's spending more time in that kind of black sand. Well, I mean, cool, and cool, and cool and Wani aren't exactly the same hogs, but they're somewhat similar. Um, yeah. You know, they've both kind of got that hard square edge base in some parts of the track. Like Wani's a lot less sandy than it used to be. But yeah, it's going to be interesting, right? Because Tanny, I think Tanny has officially almost replaced Cloudy at this point with the guy with the speed at CDR. Like I've spoke, yeah. and I know you guys spoke about this on the broadcast a lot last year too, was that... Tanny was not meant to carry the team on his back last year. He was meant to be the number two guy. Um, yeah, that's For right. him to step up like he did from round three and then not only carry the, the weight of the expectations of the industry that you're the sole rider for CDR with all those resources, but then he won and kept winning and, and won the championship. Like, he's not going to want to relinquish that now. I think you've been on – I mean, you wrote for for Dakar at one point, Hogs, I believe. Um I think I remember you on yeah, Terra. Many, 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 many times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think about six different years I rode for Ducker. There's two things I remember. I remember you and you and Hammy in like Terra Firma 3. Um, and I remember Craig Dak's name being mentioned because I was like a kid. And this is going to make you feel really old. I remember you racing a Backers Marsh like two-day open when I was a kid and you guys did the trophies and I won and you gave me a trophy. So, um, 
If, if that doesn't make you feel old, I don't know what does. But anyway, um, it does. It does. You had the uh, the the orange and blue um, that that year in Fox, it was like two thousand. But um, yeah, two fifty two stroke eras. It was good times. But um, I remember that. Yeah, I, you know, getting back on point, you know the expectations of riding for that team. So for Tanny to do that, he's not going to want to relinquish being the fastest rider under that tent now. No, and he's put a lot of work in to get to that point of, of where he is seen as the, not only the number one rider in the team, but he, you know, he really did make some headway as to being the most solid, reliable in the country when everything gets hard packed. So, uh, let him get you know, how things are to be seen by the end of the second moto. You look at him and his strength, his muscle strength, and how he holds the bike and his throttle control. And if he does have a twitchy moment, how he's managed, he manages to be able to save it. Um, you know, he, he cemented himself as the rider that can hold it down in situations like that. So, you know, I, that's where I think round one is going to be super important at one saggy because no one really expects him to come out and dominate the one. I think disastrous for everyone for the championship if he can come out to that at one saggy. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the schedule right now when you start talking about hard pack because other than one saggy, we've got Appen, um, Aubrey Wodonga, Maitland, um, Gilman is somewhat. Of a, of a loose surface but gets hard at the base I wouldn't say that's enough to say Tanny doesn't have an, an even playing field there with anybody else Toowoomba QMP like out of eight rounds five to six are going to be like you said baked hard packed by the end of the day unless we have mud races which sometimes happens but not very often um, absolutely so yeah you got to look at it that way like as far as Tanny goes his skill set my only interjection to that is yeah. we, we keep saying oh Tanny's Hardback guy, hardback guy. Tanny's been up in Queensland for the last, I don't know how many years. He rides Coolum every Wednesday. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. that's sand skill. I don't necessarily... Do I put him on the level of Kyle Webster or Todd Waters in the sand? Probably not. But I don't think he's a bad sand guy. You know no, what I mean? No, he's definitely like, not, not a bad sand I think guy. No, he's he not. Yeah. He's not bad. He's not bad. It's just I, I firmly remember the final round. I know there's the pressure of wrapping up the championship. That, that was my question for you. Yeah, that was my question. Yeah. Was was he just, hey, man, i just got to finish fifth and I've got my first ever national Let's title. Up. Yeah. When I yeah, spoke to Dakar about that, he said he – Dakar wasn't impressed with the way he rode the last round. I remember that. Like, he was stoked he won the yeah. championship, but he was like, I would rather we didn't win it this way. But he – Quote, like, don't quote me verbatim, but it was something along the lines of this is how he's chose to um, to do it, is kind of what Dak well, said. Well, man, look, we, you know? we all wish we were, you know, Ricky Carmichael-esque and, and go and wrap up the championship with a 1-1 and, you know, almost the perfect season or whatever. But in reality, how many times have we seen Tomac go out and only need a top 14 to wrap up the championship? And he spends the last half of the final moto hovering in 17th place. And yeah. everyone's going, um, is he going to make those three or four or five passes that he needs? And, you know, then that's the thing, isn't it? It's the million-dollar question. Uh, it, it's so hard to wrap up a championship because the what-ifs start coming into your brain. But, um, yeah, look, I, I've seen Tanky a few times in the soft stuff. And without a doubt, he's not the complete package just yet. Go take him over to Manjimup or Coastal or something like that. I think you're going to find that he is not quite as comfortable. He's still a brilliant rider in the soft stuff, but you know, I think someone such as 
if you get Dean Ferris in fine form on a bike that he's super comfortable with and he can ride hard pack as good as he can, deep sand, you can put him anywhere around the world. You know, I think there's, there's very few people that can ride every single surface and do it almost equally as good. Uh, you know, and, and I guess with Kyle Webster, it's also a work in progress with him for the rock hard stuff, isn't it? So, yeah, uh, for sure. You know, it's such a rare thing to find someone that can ride all the surfaces, you know, to that extent that you would call them almost a specialist in that on that surface. So, I think the, the, the question is right, you got Tanny defending champion. How does he react to that quote unquote pressure of carrying the number one plate? The expectations last year, there were no expectations this year. There is. I think he'll rise to the occasion just fine. And Clout's looking to make up for Well, and then year. before we get to Ferris, I'm like, Cloudy. Yeah, don't count out Cloudy. Don't count him out, yeah. but he cannot get injured again. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. he is somewhat becoming, after the last few years, sorry, well, after last season at least, like, you know yourself, Hogue's injuries over the years, like, he lost the whole season between Supercross and outdoors and but before that injury in Mackay though man he was is it safe to say he was firmly in control of that series I don't believe so no I think Webster no I don't think so I think Webster was going to win Mackay either way yeah okay um and it would have been on from there right um but so I I thought Cloudy was on I think Ferris did Ferris win Mackay and then Webster? Ferris won the, the second moto, and so Ferris won the second moto, and Webster won the overall. Right. Remember? Right, gotcha. Because I remember, I remember, um, was it Kyle Webster took the championship lead after that round? It's all a bit of a, all a bit of a blur. I probably should know that, but yeah, I remember Ferris won the second moto, but I thought he may have won the actual overall there. Well, Ferris won the second motor, then he won the next round, and he kind of went on a run, and then it... He did, he got a good run going. But then it kind of stopped again, do you remember? It was... Which, if... Let's go to Ferris now, because there's so much to talk about. He's actually coming on the show after you, Hoax. So, um... (laughs) um, We're going to talk to to Dean, and I'm curious because, I mean, there's so many questions, but they've already all been asked, asked of him. Why did you come back? But that's irrelevant at this point. I think a happy and motivated Dean Ferris is very dangerous, and he seems to have – he was very vocal, but he couldn't get the bike where he wanted it last year. Um, yeah. Be that a team issue, be that uh, – who knows, maybe he just didn't gel with the Honda. Like, what, Regardless, he's back on blue. He did all his winning on blue, and, and you see Roxon getting back on Suzuki. Like, It doesn't matter what generation of motorcycle it is. If you're comfortable with the color, you're comfortable with the color, right? Um, yeah. So for for Ferris, he's back on blue. He's back in. Um, is he wearing Fox? He is. He's, he's back in yeah, Fox. Like yeah, yeah. everything is yeah, where yeah. It, it was when he was winning everything, and and he actually has creative control to do whatever he wants with his setup and his program. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. Dangerous for everybody else, I think. Yeah, and, and pre-season form, momentum coming into the start of the season. It's uh, it's alarm bells because you look at what he's done in the last few weeks and basically other than a couple of Honda boys not being there, nearly every name, nearly every big name in the country was at Sunshine State last weekend at Coolum. So he's so confident. I had a look at the last score there and it's just like you, you delved a bit deeper into the my laps and you see you click on his name and you just go oh yeah right so he led from lap one two three four i don't think basically any race for the whole day 
he was behind anyone. He didn't get to see the back of anyone. So a fast-starting Dean Ferris is really dangerous. We've seen what he's like when he gets hold shots. He's super fit, and he manages to be able to ride uh, with little to no energy. Uh, and then when, when he gets hungry, he can reel in people, get really creative with his lines. He's a, he's a very dangerous rider to have on form. So uh, personally, I think at the moment, uh, I see a bit of a tug-of-war between uh, Tanty and uh, Dean Ferris. And then it's a bit of an unknown. I honestly don't know. Jed Beaton, I'm not quite sure. I haven't seen enough of him. Uh, his results weren't amazingly awesome in the off-season with a couple of Wontaggy races up against Kyle Webster. Um, however, we didn't get to see any of the others. There was no Kirk Gibbs, no Dan Ferris. We didn't get to see what they were like. It was just two Honda boys riding around together. So, man, there's so much for us to wait and see come Wontaggy round one. Uh, but, yeah, who, who knows? I think Ferris and, and Tanti are going to uh, be up towards the pointy end of the field and have different stages of the year where I think they might find a bit of momentum. And you guys know as well as I do that an injury, an untimely injury, can just throw havoc to your season, can't it? So, do you see any dark horses this year, Oaks? Like who's we've we've talked about the favourites. Do you who's someone that you just you know could see uh, rock up round two, three, and just start you know just being there? Like, is there a dark horse? Have you got someone that we should be I- watching? I don't see any dark horses in MX1. So it, it's just too hard with that stack field and how pointy is at the very head. I have an uh, answer you know, for you... that. Like, I, sorry to interrupt, but I think you yeah. probably can't call him a dark horse. But to me, it's Medi because Medi's that guy that will hole shot the first moto and he may not win in this year of speed, but he's not going to, you know. It, not disrespecting Medi, but his age and where he's at in his career, he's not going to be a top three guy every weekend, I don't believe. But he could hold a shot of moto and and win a moto. He could do that. Yeah. Do I, without being the biased Todd Waters guy, do we put him in the same thing? Because we saw him. He was nearly on the box every moto last year. I don't think you could call him a dark horse. No, but I'm saying, like, we've talked about about our favourite, so you know what I mean? Like, who's... I I, I put Kirk Gibbs in that same boat. Mm. Remember last year, Kirk Gibbs, there was multiple rounds trying to pick, trying to remember was it Maitland uh, where he was just unstoppable. He came from so far back, plucked people off one at a time like they were standing still, and then did he break a, f- a bone in his foot or his yeah, toe was, coming it was out his of a thumb. Rut? It was his thumb. Do you remember? Oh, um, his thumb. His if thumb, he right? didn't, out- yeah, at Maitland. I reckon if it, you're right, Hugs, if he didn't do that at that round, I think his season could have looked very different. Like he just that started getting really going again. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, We talk about Tanny Speed and Cloudy and Jed Beaton yeah. and all these guys, but then you look like once again the other, the older guard. You've got Kirk Gibbs yeah. on the factory machine. Todd Waters, and then the only other person that we haven't spoke about is Regan Duffy. Ooh, forgot about yeah. Duffy. Do you know, where, yeah, well, where, hey, where are we all at with Regan Duffy? Well, it's, you don't get much more of a soft spot than that. You know, that's, everyone's heart will be, you know, beating pretty fast. You know, seeing him out there and, and just, you know, it'll put a smile on your face to see what he's been through. Uh, it, who knows? He's the kind of kid uh, that, that's got that much of a big heart himself that he could put himself anywhere, you know, up in that pointy end of the field. Um, he's a, a bit of an unknown, obviously. You need to be realistic so here. is he the and dark think, horse? Maybe he is. Maybe you put him... Be, that's yeah, a, like, 
Yeah, does absolutely. does he have a shot at coming out and being on the podium at Wondaggy? Like if he's back, Dude, his first ever four fifty. Yeah, I know. Of but if he he's does. if he's Wondaggy. back, yeah, yeah. Know. If you could pick a track, Wondaggy. Remember what he did to the rest of the field at Wondaggy when he was what was he seventeen, eighteen, MX one? Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah, when when That's it rained crazy. and hailed all day. I don't think I've ever seen. Yeah. You should have seen Posty Hogs. He came into the media tent and he's a Gold Coast <laughs> like born and bred and I've never seen someone look so disgusted and cold oh, he a, was like he just comes <laughs> into the media center and remember going I don't know how the fuck you guys live here it's a terrible place <laughs> it's a terrible place oh, I, I, I don't live there anymore I live up here but, but, but just quickly back to Duffy I don't know how for real this is but I did hear that he is carrying some sort of injury or had an injury didn't he do a wrist or something uh-huh. a thumb like last come, year come across a couple of back to back uh, injuries, and I think yeah. he's still carrying a little bit. Uh, look, most riders out there, they might not tell you that you're carrying something. You guys would know as well as I do that there's not too often you ride a bike where you're not strapping something up or taking a Nurofen or a Voltaren or something to, yep. to try to mask some kind of injury that you're fighting. But just to get back to what you boys were saying, to, to me, the one thing that sort of makes the most sense out of everything is if you look at the whole series and who's going to come out the back end and where they're going to be at, you've got to look at, I think, the person, uh, and and it's not necessarily one, I'm not going to name one particular rider here, but the rider who can do it the easiest takes the minimum amount of risks. You know, when you watch someone, you just go, oh, that could have gone either way. You know, like sooner or later, that, that bites you on the bum, shall we say. It's the rider that you can bank in week in, week out, that you watch him in practice and you go, oh, they're probably not having the best qualifying session here, but I bet you they're going to end up in the top three on the podium at the end of the day. They're the kind of riders that, you know, don't just get podiums. They manage to maintain their bad weekends, which puts you in good stead come the end of the championship. And when I'm looking at that at the moment, obviously I've got a soft spot for the Honda boys and I really want them to do well. Tanty, bang that he basically was a rookie yesterday, really, in the big scheme of things, you know, like it seems like he's come from next door to nowhere to put himself in such a solid position last year. He looked looked like such a bankable athlete. I think he, if he can manage to stay injury, I think he's going to be one that's really, really hard to bet and a good state and is a back-to-back championship in MX1 here in Australia, isn't it? So, uh, I, I think that's going to be the key is trying to um, not put yourself in crazy positions where you're taking risks and, you know, all of a sudden trying to find a little bit of form that, you know, you've come out the back end of pre-season and you're not quite where you need to be, uh, which is not a good place to be. So, um, yeah, look, I think it's going to be interesting. All right, let's let's uh, let's put you on the spot, Hogs. We're all going to do it right now. MX3, sorry, MX1 top three. <laughs> MX1 Ooh. top three for Wontaggy and then for the championship. Oh, okay. And uh, remember, MX1. we have this on, on record, so you um, yeah, you will be course, held to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I'm going to go. So MX1 top three just for Wontaggy. I'm going first place Kyle Webster for redemption for last year for a couple of silly little front-end tucks that, you know, more of a case of, of what could have been for him. He's out for redemption, I dare say. Uh, I'm going to say second place uh, with a, an impressive Aaron Tanty on a track that you wouldn't really expect his best from. So that nonetheless will be an impressive effort. 
Uh, third place, I'm going to say Dean Ferris. Okay. You're going. I'm not doing that. All right. This. So my, predict, my prediction, <laughs> you're not doing it. I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing it. it. I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing it. it. All right. So my prediction for one thaggy is going to be, like you said, um, Hogs, Webster's going to win overall. Um, yeah. Tanny's going to be second. And I think Toddy is going to be third overall. But oh, man, come on, you just plagiarized my top screen and just embraced. Yeah, the, no, no, but <laughs> come on, but <laughs> but I, no, you just went first. But that's what I was going to say. But I'm going <laughs> to say that I think Ferris wins a moto. Yeah, but doesn't yeah, land on the yeah. podium overall. And I, I'm I'm not going to say that too many phones up in a minute. But um, right. and I also think that Webster may even win the overall with like a two-two. I feel like a clout, or I don't think that Webster's going to dominate, but I think he's going to win the overall. Is what I think. I'm not commenting. Right. I'm not commenting on any of this because I'm somewhat biased. However, um, I I just I don't know about you, Hoax, but this is like one of the most genuine times to be so excited about Australian Moto. Like we're sitting here bench <laughs> racing about, oh, Tanny could do this, and then Toddy could do this, and then Gibbsy could park. The, or you know, there's so many things that could happen coming in in seven days' time. I, I just genuinely think it's such an exciting time for Australian Moto. Like it's a good time to be an Australian motocross fan because we have so much talent here. It really is. Yeah. It is. And look, it sure I, is. I've said it, Hogs, and I'm sure you would agree. You've, you've been all around the world racing. I feel that the Australian domestic championship is, you know, forget MXGP, forget AMA. They aren't domestic championships. They're world, world right? Yeah. Especially in America, everything's world. Mm. Um, you know, they've got... He's su- a world champion. They've got super <laughs> duper cross now, whatever it is, you know. Um, but... Um, you know, you look at like, you know, I've raced the British Championship. I've raced the Australian Championship. Like, th- I've raced in Europe. You've you've raced everywhere as well, Hogs. Like, the the level of the Australian Domestic Championship with the industry and and even the money. Like, I, I do hear riders always, oh, there's not enough money here. There's not this. But I don't think they realize how good they have it here compared to a lot of the other domestic even championships. Compared to the British Championship. Yeah, it's on another level, position. man. Yeah, another exactly. level. Yeah. Um, and this yeah, year, absolutely. like, it is so strong. It's a good sign for... Unfortunately, there's going to be some really bad dudes getting eights, ninths, and tenths in yeah. MX1, and that's, that's, it's it's good for the sport. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's the reality. But yeah, you're going to have like a day where, say, Medi or or Toddy or Ferris or whoever or or Cloudy has a bad day, they're going to be eighth in a moto. They're going to yeah. be tenth in a moto. Yeah. Like that's crazy to think, yeah. you know. And what's, yeah. what's yeah. the coolest thing is that we're talking about this now in 22. We're in 22? 23. 23, my bad. Close. Uh, we're, yeah, we're a year behind. In, in 23. Um, it's a time but, difference in but, Queensland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, um, the dudes in MX2 that are coming up, like the Wilson Tots, Nathan Crawfords, all those dudes are going to be knocking on 450 seat very soon. And it's just like, it's it's a pretty exciting time. Like It's, it's sick. It really is. Well, Mike Posty, me and you are going to talk right. about MX2 now. Hogs, um, I'm going to let you go, mate. I'm going to let you get back to um, to being uh, mini dad with Noah at the Bushy yeah. Track. Um, Dad, let's I appreciate go. you coming on, mate. It was great to chat, and um, obviously the the TV package got announced today, I believe, for is, for is Prime it, X. It's the so, full thing again. Yeah, I think um, full yeah, a few channel changes or oh, something. Okay. Um, but same package, equivalent package. Hoes, you could probably fill us in more on that if you want to. But um, uh, look, hey, I probably need to be across that. I know, I know myself and and Hammy, Danny Ham, will be doing as per usual, doing our thing, which is. Uh, I'm absolutely stoked. I think it's like 15 years now we've been sort of paired up doing motocross and supercross together. And uh, we got Kate Peck once again uh, steering the ship, I think, doing a bit of the anchoring, doing the openers and some of the podiums and, and other bits and pieces. But essentially, yeah, Hammy and I will be doing the race call. I believe Joe 
you're going to be on a bit of track commentary, Mike, and those lungs working, and hopefully we can get that set of yours on TV uh, a little bit if possible. So That's the plan, mate. We've got going. It's going to be a good team this year, Hogs. All right, mate, hey, I appreciate you coming on, um, and have a good night at the track, and we will um, see you in a couple of weeks at Wontaggy. Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me on. It's always awesome to uh, do a bit of bench racing, and we'll see you at Wontaggy. All right, see you, thanks, mate. See ya. All right, guys, Lee Hogan on the... I could um, do some serious band tracing with that dude, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's... He knows, um, some, he knows some He shit, knows eh? some shit, yeah. He's seen some <laughs> shit, he knows some shit. shit. Yeah. But uh, AMX Superstore is bringing you Lee Hogan on the Pro MX preview show here on the Inside Dirt Network. And um, yeah, look, Hogs is um, very, like a wealth of knowledge, dude. He's been yeah. in the game forever. And, and I don't joke when I say like I based a lot of my career moves on like when I moved to Australia, he was like the established coach yep. in the country yep. and he was right on my doorstep in Vic. So like Sick. I spent a couple of years being a washed up ex freestyler racer again over here. And, and then I was like, well, Hogue's business model works. Let's go do that. And I, and I, and I did that for a long time. And then I saw he was doing commentary and TV. Then not that I wasn't going to go into that anyway, but he's a very smart, yeah, smart, yeah. <laughs> very smart player when it comes to the, the business yep. side of the industry, you know, and that yep. shows with his deals, his team and, and everything. So great to have him on. And um, look, that's the crazy thing, right? We haven't even touched on the privateers in MX1, like Joel Evans, like, um, yep. like uh, who just... Can we talk about the WBR signing? Do you know that? Oh, no, who? Uh, I'm pretty sure Purvis is coming. I don't know if that's like meant to be. Well, they got to put someone on the bike, right? Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure Purvis is coming back. Unfortunately, is Malkowitz is... Um, uh, ACL or something. I, I, what, I a don't, leg injury, right? Leg injury. Yeah, okay. I think it's that. It's season. I oh, believe. It must be, yeah. It must be yeah. Season. yeah. Look. Um, so I know Joel Evans got offered two rides at WBR. Yeah, I don't know um, specifics on that. Like I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I asked yeah, if yeah. they'd hit him up for Re- the. For regardless, there's a regardless, 450 spot open. There's WBR. a pretty good 450 ride yeah. and team that that has a. But that's the problem. He got hurt so close to round one. Like, it's yeah. hard to fill that spot. Sure. So, Malkowitz being out at WBR sucks for the Witten brothers. Especially someone of caliber of that WBR team. You know what I mean? Like, you're not just going to... Well, you can't just put someone on the circuit. No, 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 that's got to be, at minimum, a, a top high, 10 yeah, exactly. rider. Which, exactly. what we just spoke about, that's not easy to find. No. Purvis, definitely. Yeah. He's that fast. Has he been riding? Do you know? I don't know, dude. Yeah. He, he doesn't do Instagram very much, but yeah. I think he was NZ champion. From last year, yeah. So okay, so yeah, he rips. I mean, he just do you remember nineteen with him and Duffy. Yeah, so, so good. good, so good. Yeah. Um. So you know, Joel Evans, privateer. Um, Levi Rogers, privateer. Um. Yeah. Who else do we have in MX One's privateer? Um, I should know this. You got guys like Dylan Wood, Zach Watson. Um, Dylan Wood's on a Honda now. That's good. He's a Honda. Okay. Yeah. I You're I, I tried to um. Oh, he's going to run him nice. Yeah. I tried to leave this preseason show as long as we could yeah. because we did it for Supercross way too early and like we didn't know any riders or anything yeah. and the teams were literally doing their press releases the you morning for that. yeah a little bit yeah. the morning of round one <laughs> <laughs> the group chat was um, quite lit yes. uh, but um, you know a privateer like Evans you know like Levi Rogers like Zach Watson um, I'm sure there's more Joel Whiteman's probably back uh, who else sure. yeah. you know who, who else Dylan Wood yeah. um those guys are going to have amazing rides. There's privateers that are just yelling at their cars, aren't they? Yeah, probably like, oh, inside that. Message. Give the privateers some love. Um, Corey Watts. Yeah. You know, whoever, right? Like, sorry, privateers. There's a lot of factory guys to talk about right now. But but as 
much as that sucks an excuse for the, for the dogs barking right now as much as that sucks for the privateers i think that's really like once again i don't want to harp on this but it's pretty like that top 10 is heavy man well that's what i'm saying dude. you're gonna have guys like evans or, or someone of that caliber that's gonna have an amazing day and yeah. they're gonna go like seven nine yeah. for eighth overall yeah. and that's gonna be like a and I'm not talking shit on Evans or any of the privateers, no, no, no. but like that's the ceiling of probably could Joel be a top five guy, possibly on an yeah. absolutely amazing day. But realistically, the the amount of talent in MX One, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be really interesting. Again, probably should have done more homework on the privateers, but there's just so much to talk about with the factory side of things. Yeah. Um. And I don't think we've talked enough about Jed Beaton, which we, you and I, I know Hogs has his Honda yeah, side yeah. of things, so he can't say too much. I think this is a very not that you can't say too much. He's not like he's hiding anything. No, but it's but like me with... With Todd. Stuff. Like, you're not going to comment on it to a degree. Yeah, yeah. But for for Jed, I've been hearing things that they're struggling with setup. He's, you know... I My my thing is with Honda, and you see it with a lot of people, not everyone can ride a no, Honda. Like, and from what I hear, does like... It, is, am I wrong? It's no, you're not wrong at all. Not That's everyone, not, it's not built for everyone. Does that make sense? And, and like, he's really come off of factory Husqvarna yeah. and then, obviously, the, the cow year was a throwaway year. factory, though, right? Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, but that's the thing. A, a satellite team in MXGP is still considerably, oh, like, yeah. as far as equipment and technician access compared... To, not talking bad on anybody I in, don't know, Jed, but that well. But I just wonder if it's similar to Todd, like we were talking about in 27 to 16 when he come back. Like... I know, and I read that Jed wanted to stay in Europe. He did. He was w- trying a lot to stay. And it just wasn't possible. And from what, I don't know. Do you think he has a chip on his shoulder? Like, and nothing against the Australian series. I'm a first one. To no, you are, you are waving series. the flag, right? And yeah. the Southern Cross and everything. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got, you've got thongs on right now and Chelsea football, um, hey, soccer shorts. Don't, like, don't, don't, very, don't. very Queensland right now. Yeah. Yeah. Drip, bro. I mean, I would have no clothes on at all, but for once it is not scorchingly hot be. today. <laughs> you <won't be> here. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason I invited you here. But um, do, do you, but do you for think Jed, that no, could be a thing? Though? Yeah, it can be a thing because yeah. you've got someone that's gone from being it's it's not talking bad on Australia. No, no, it's no, saying no. I was at the elite of the sport yeah. and and he had more to give. Injuries, whatever, yeah. didn't work out. That twenty three year old rule for MX one, it's a shitty thing for yeah. international riders because they don't have the luxury of taking support rides for no money. Like they. Yeah, you absolutely. Know. Yeah. So yeah, he's back here. And if you're not on a good team in the GPS, you're on a pretty shit team. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the 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 satellite standard over there compared to here, massive difference. But the difference between satellites are factory, like full oh, factory yeah. in MXGP, and even that compared to the AMAs, a different level again because they don't run the same frames, different swing arms. Well, as far as motocross technology, like MXGP and MotoGP are like. Wasn't um, Mitch riding a twenty four? Oh no, that was yeah. No, someone's riding a twenty four Cowie. No yeah, testing. well, a lot of um, a lot of the frames and everything's you don't have a production rule. Yeah, they yeah, can run whatever yeah. the hell they want. Yeah. So for Jed, he's got used to probably being. I mean, I've seen the videos of him when he was riding for Factory Husky Man, yeah. and that setup, that workshop, like they are um, literally, you know, he could be at Lommel one day running a different swing arm, different length, different frame length, different foot peg height. Surely, if anyone's going to make it work, those Eureve. Eureve's resourceful, but don't you think he would have thrown all that at Ferris last year? Yeah, but the my only uh, thing, and maybe you can hit Ferris up about this, is um, Jed's twenty. How's Jed? Five. Okay. Four. He's pretty young. Ferris is the three-time champion. Yeah. Ferris knows what he wants. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, does it? Does it? You got to think at this point with his MXGP experience, he knows what he wants. Like, and I'm, I'm just not saying that Jed doesn't know what he wants. I'm just saying rumors, right? Like, yeah. I, don't, I haven't talked to Jed. I, I text him. His um, laptops weren't far off. Um, well, look, he's either going to come into Wani. He rides Wani every week. His, he lived there. Right? He lived there for like half his childhood in, yeah, yeah. in the house by the the, hype, the rollers. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so he's seen some shit. Ross runs the joint pretty much as far as everything goes, yeah. um, and the coaching schedule. So. Jed rides there every week. Yeah. So Jed's either cruising, trying to get a bike set up. He's going to come out at round one and blow everyone's doors off and yeah. be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I was MHGP guy. Like, this is nothing. Yeah. Or well, I, I, sort of see, I sort of see him in a similar, like, trajectory as what, like, you know, like Todd was or something like that when they come back from the GPs or, you know, when Todd did 2018, come back yeah. 19, won the championship. Like It takes a few years of integration, perhaps. Yeah, and, yeah. and, look, you're going from – wide open MXGP tracks to tight Australian, you know, look at yeah. the schedule, right? Like you've got, you know, uh, like Wani, I said, Wani, Appen. Appen is somewhat fast yeah. compared to most Australian tracks. Wodonga, incredibly tight. Maitland, yeah. incredibly tight. Gilman, incredibly tight. Like, yeah. you know, they're, you know, Toowoomba, yeah, more of a European track. QMP, like the Queensland tracks are actually the bigger tracks on the circuit. Can we talk about Mackay not being on the schedule? Oh, I mean, lo- logistically, it's just I get it. travel, yeah. you know, yeah. like in this economy, no one's getting... Quick, did you see there's no Manji this year? No. Yeah, dude. Why? Apparently, Willie flexed himself, eh? Had a big crash. Willie... Thompson, the promoter. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, that's that's, that's crazy. Heavy. Yeah. I mean, that ran even during COVID. Heavy, eh? Yeah. yeah. All right, so Beaton, yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be very interesting to see what Jed Beaton we get. Yeah. Um... One is going to be a big precursor, but you can't judge off everything. Like Ferris was terrible at one daggy at yeah. round one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he. Can you imagine though if if, if Ferris had a better warning? Because that would have been. He won the championship. Would have won championship. Would have been a different championship. Yeah. All we need yeah. to do is finish like top five at one daggy, and he would have yeah. won the championship. I mean, I've seen I've seen Ferris ride uh, not only Toowoomba and um, Coolum and um, some practice stuff, and yeah, he. Um, He's, he's looking good. So he's looking good, yeah. He, oh, yeah, you can't deny it, man. Like, the dude just hole shots and just leads. Yeah. Um, That's the thing. Gibbsy, he's going to get Gibbsy good Gibbsy starts. Gibbsy gave him a bit of a time at Toowoomba in the very last moment when the track was done, which is... Understandable. Gibbsy. Strong point. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tanny, it looked like Tanny and Cloudy had a go at him at Sages in Coolum, like, uh, first couple opening laps and that sort of stuff. But to me personally, it didn't look like Tanny and Cloudy were actually out there trying to quote-unquote race. Yeah, you know I think what I mean? if you look at... Like, Cloudy just buttoned it off in the last moto. It was just like, you know, it looked like he was dealing things. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's set up. I think they're still chasing yeah. set up and comfortability. But you just got to remember too, that's a new bike. And once again, knowing some of the stuff that I know, man, no one's got anything. No, there's no there's parts no for parts. those bikes. There's like, n- not just Yamaha guys, the... KDM guys, everyone, there's everything has been so last minute. Well, there's a COVID hangover. Yeah. And our championship starts so early for outdoors compared to anywhere else in the world. We reverse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be interesting. But all right, look, we've got 10 minutes before I call up Dean. So we haven't touched on MX2. So so shout out to the privateers. Much love. Heaps of love. Go to AMX Superstores, privateers, if you need to buy parts, and they will hook you up because they have the largest range of stores all over the East Coast, over 20. Yep. And you can get anything you need. Anything you need. Apparel, consumables, tires. Anything you need. Anything you need. Anything you need. Privateers, race fans, listeners, AMX Superstores. Check them out. Thank you. Okay. Oh, wait, my photo is on an AMX Superstore. It is. Yeah, the new one cool. in Victoria. Yeah, it's very yeah that's cool. very cool. Yeah. That's when you know you've made it. I feel like that. Yeah. 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 Did um, do AMX need to pay you for that? 
Um, I'll send them an invoice and we'll see if it gets paid. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll I'll put it in with my invoices. Oh yeah. yeah. I definitely <laughs> won't see it. <laughs> um, That'll go in the Donnell's <laughs> Donnell pile. Eh? Donnell always gets paid. Yeah. 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 Um, right. Yeah, so MX2. MX2. Yeah. Right. Let's go. Nathan Crawford. Wilson Todd. Wilson Todd wasn't supposed to race over here, yeah. from what I've read. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, weird deal. Got injured in America. You even decided to bring him back. Hasn't been riding. Now he's trying to get bike fit. I thought he was a sure thing for MX2, but from the interview I read today on Moto Online, oh, okay. he I said that he was supposed to race AMA, West Coast, and World Supercross, not oh, Australia. Oh, okay. So now he's saying that he's going to do that next year and he's going to he's going to basically help Honda out over here and ride MX2 again. MX2 again? Yeah. Oh, how crazy is that? I'd love to have seen him on a 450. Well, and again, it baffles the mind a little bit because you I go... Guess that, I guess that 450 spots are filled, so... It, yeah, it is, but you go, well, look at him. He was winning races at the end of last season on the 450. My, my only thing is that we saw on the Honda. Now, obviously, they haven't done an official team photo shoot. Um, we're only starting to start to see them now. Mm. Um, but it, I only ever heard of Connolly and Wilson. I never heard of a second MX2 rider. Were they just running the one MX2 rider? See, I, this is where I'm confused. Yeah. I always thought it was Wilson Todd right. coming back, yeah, and yeah. now he's saying that that wasn't actually the case. Yeah, okay. It's interesting, but um, regardless, Honda. if he's not um, bike fit, if he's but he's still going oh, to be yeah. like you can't do what he's been doing in AMA Supercross and being over there. Like it's going to translate. He only needs a few weeks on the bike. He's going to be somewhat ready. Yeah. My question is, NATO was close to him when he came back from his femur injury last year. Do you think that him and NATO are more even pegged this year? Uh, once again, pretty close with Nathan. Yeah, I know you are. So that's kind of why I'm asking do a, you. Do a lot of his stuff. Um, I feel like Nathan's a different person than what he was last year. Even when he come back, he recently went on a, another podcast and said the same thing. And the conversations that I've had with him. Um, you can name the podcast, I don't care. Oh, it's just whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying that that's what he was on. Yeah. Um, I think it was um, Motor Limited. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was Meadow Lemon. My apologies, boys. Um, but he was on there saying the same thing. But, like, man, I've seen what KDM's thrown at him. I think they've invested a lot of everything into Nathan for that MX2 title. And I think Nathan's also done the same. So he's invested in himself. In himself and into that team and into that program and bought into that program. Jonesy, his mechanic, man, uh, beside Jason uh, with a Husky mechanic. Dedicated. Yeah, there's like the, that team around, K, like especially that KDM group, those mechanics, all those boys. But and man. it's interesting you say that because I would say if there was any team in the last few years that was lacking that, it was probably KDM. Like, yeah, they had Jay Marmon as a team manager back in the day, and the business model's changed a lot with the group model. Yeah, and I would say for the last few years, it's been a bit at sea as far as that I'd kind call of it building. Building, yes. Building, yeah. you know what I mean? Because officially, then it was out, then it was in, then it's, yeah, no, it, it was a race line in 2019, and then it was back in-house. And COVID then, years, nothing happened. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just saying, from what I'm seeing from Nathan, I know he's invested in himself. The team's invested in himself. If there's a better situation for Nathan to be in, there's probably not, you know what I mean? And as he said on- It was on, his year, I would on, say. On Moto Limited and um, on Moto Online um, and every other pressing, he's, he's really healthy. He went out at- um, at Coulomb, at Sunny States, waxed everyone. He did lose the last motor to Cosford, but I do know there was that um, PTSD of his femur, which was literally the same thing that happened. The same race, the same literally. weekend. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he was stressing too much about it. I um, mean, look, Cosford's awesome, and I love Jace, but he's probably not 
going to be a threat to Crawford as far as I mean, Crawford's your one of your guys too, right? But yeah, um, yeah, I see. What you, well, basically, what I'm saying is, for Crawford to lose a moto, he's probably not stressing at a local race. Not a Sunshine State at the last. It was one of the last motors of the day. Yeah. Like he's like, man, I'm sitting in second. I've pulled every whole shot of the day. I'll get the overall. Happy days. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and also, <laughs> it got a little hectic between him and Ferguson. Yeah, which um, I'm about that. There, there is Team. footage. There is footage in the group chat of that altercation yeah. um, that that we uh, we're sitting on that we're not going to do anything with. But it's it's a good it's a good view. It's pretty funny. It got it got wild. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it was yeah. a veteran move. It was pretty cool. Yeah. 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 But like, that's what I'm saying though. I think like, um, from the outside, you might look at Nathan in a certain way, a little bit, um, standoffish or cocky, but he's got a goal in mind. It's, um, very, he, it's he very Alpine like, stars, one goal, one vision. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I think if you don't know Nato, Dono will love that. Dono will invoice you for that one. Plug, plug, plug. Um, um, if you don't know Nato, he can probably come across that way. Yeah. Uh, but I just think this year, man, he's got, like, well, let's be real. He should have won in 2016. Yeah. And he yeah. didn't. And then he went to MX1. And then all these things have happened with injuries. Like, he yeah. still hasn't won an MX2 title. And yeah. he's probably the most decorated Australian pro yeah. in recent, like, the last decade to not win MX2. So if he wins it this year and he builds Larwood, Todd, Kingsford, Fox, like, he's earned it. Like, this is... Oh, I think so. I think it's 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 not going to come easy to him this year. Um but I think every tool, like from his physio to his off-riding coach, Nathan Crawford, big mm. Nathan Crawford. Big Nathan, yeah. Um, his chick, his training partners with Foxy, Tanny, Alexanderson, like it's... Good crew, yeah. Man, I, every possible tool that Nathan has is in his toolbox, and I think he's going to run with it. Um, am I interested to see what the Wilson-Todd-Nathan Crawford battle... Yeah, and I hope there's a bit of plastic being rubbed. I think it's sick. Dude, if NATO's, it's so NATO is not afraid to... to oh, and Nevis Wilson, though. He's not, but he has come off worse than most yeah. on those sorts of deals. Like, remember Egan Maston and him in 2019? Well, you talking about Egan Maston. He's back. Is he? Yeah, he was ripping at cool. A couple laps in him and then fell off, but he's back. What's he, MX1? Yep. Wow. Husky, T-Dub. T-Dub? T-Dub gear. Is he, he's racing Pro MX? Yep. Maston. Yeah, Masson. 2018. Well, that's what happened in 2018. Him and Wilson Todd came together in qualifying. And um, and Masson won the championship. Tattoo Racing. Yeah. Tattoo Racing. Yeah. Yep. Kind of suits Masson's vibe, I think. Very cool. He still has um, a good couple laps in him. Oh, dude, he's so fast. I know he's been working like tradie life for a long time, so I don't know how fit he is, but. Yeah. He's a good dude. I like Master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just another rider that could be a top 10 guy. No problem. In MX1, there's yeah. a privateer that you should be looking uh, at. Yeah, him. Yeah. Okay, well, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Wilson sold Nato Crawford, man. That's going to be a theme all year. Um, let's talk Let's talk about the Yamaloo boys. Well, yeah, you've got... Um, Cosford and Larwood. Cosford and Larwood. Now, Larwood... And Smith as well. But he's WBR. Yeah, he's WBR, obviously. but, you know, it's under the umbrella of the Yamaha teams. And then you've got Serco. Dobson so basically there's there's orange and red, and then there's blue yes. <laughs> other than, um, you know. Well, there's uh, Ferguson and Fox too, which we need to talk about. Well, That's your top dogs. You know, yeah, that's the top guys and right then, now. All right, let's, well, can we quickly talk about Cowie? We've got Haruki staying again, all right? Yeah, but he's... He's coming back from injury, so he's not going to hit the ground running at round and one. Constantino just did a FEMA. He's right? out. FEMA, yeah. yeah. Heavy. Um, I'm hearing. They do have rumors. a fill-in. They do have a fill-in. I, I spoke to Tyson today. I know who it is, but I can't say. Oh, okay. So do I. Yeah. 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 So that's going to be interesting. Yep. 
because and there's a couple of good privateers in that mix too as well. There is so quickly because we got to call Ferris and Amirat. Yep. Um, Amirat. Um, we've got um, Yamaha, Lawwood. Yep. Gave it to Wilson. Couldn't quite. Lawwood looks so good at the start of the year, dude. Yeah, he did, and he's going to be another year more experienced. He's healthy. Yeah. Like Wani, if he was to come out and win Wani, it wouldn't be surprising. No, no. Um, he could win the championship this year. If he comes of age the way I think he could, yeah. he could be the third guy that's going to be on the podium every week with those other two that we just spoke about. Yeah. Kingsford. Same thing. Same thing. If Coming he matures. A decent injury though. Yeah, injury's not going to help and he's still not a big kid yet. He's yeah. still quite little. It hasn't held him back. I just got to remember that we're talking about 19 year olds here. Oh, they're kids, man. They're kids, yeah. you know, and it's like they mature differently. Kingsford's not stru- structurally, like physically yeah. very big. Um, he rode cool too. He's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't know he was there. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be, like, there's so many unanswered questions as far as MX2, which yeah. that's typically how it is, right? You go, okay, well, that's those two. Reese Bard. Do you put Dobson in with uh, Wilson, Todd, and Nathan Crawford? On his day, but not every weekend. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I love Jesse, but... On his day, yes, he's a top three guy. Yeah. On on every weekend, no. S- seen nothing of Jesse preseason. Well, he's coming back from that shoulder, man. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's been on the bike that long. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then we've got um, Bud, who... He's on the charge, man. So solid. Does he have electrifying speed to beat NATO or Wilson, Todd, or Lawwood on their day? What do you make of the switch from Yamaloo to Circo? Do you see that's a positive or just a, a side shift? Logistical. Yeah. I don't think it makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, Circo have built plenty of good bikes over the years. Yamaloo, like, I don't think any of those teams have access to any level of resource that the other doesn't. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. Okay. Um, I mean, look, there's a lot to be said for Mike Ward and that Yamaloo team. It's a yeah. solid program. Yeah. I got a lot of time for Wardy, but I also got a lot of time for Gavin Circo. Like all those boys, yeah. Jro, like they're they're like both of those teams are long-standing, yeah. great teams. Yeah. So, I, look, Yamaha does this where they basically go, "Here's the team's yeah. budget. Here's the rider budget, and he's in this state this year. Let's move him there." Like, yeah. you know, like Lyle was on WBR. Now he's on. Yamaloo. I bet his money and his package doesn't change. Jurassic, one bit you yeah. know what I mean um, but yeah it's going to be interesting man it is going to be interesting to see now Ferguson for me this is an important year for him he was ripping because he's oh, cool and he's going to have a chip on his shoulder after getting getting knocked down by NATO yeah whether whether you say to me I didn't have a problem with the move looking at the footage like I think it was a racing incident yeah uh, it got a little freaky like whatever just Sick. it happens I'm you know? like it. bring yeah. it bring it around one yeah but um to me, I'm a big fan of Ferguson. He was one of the only juniors that could give it to Regan Duffy. Yep. Like, and he would hold shot. And I've talked about this so many times. So talented. Scrappy. He'll he'll try. Yep. Now, if he can just get more consistency out of his year, he's on factory gas gas now. Yep. Hopefully that team's fixed some things with the setups they were searching for last year. Ferguson could be really good. Um, Especially in one eh? Yeah, because he spent a lot. I don't, is, he, is he based in Vic this yeah, year? He's, he's back down there yeah, again? Beatons, yeah. yeah, okay. So he's going to be fast there. The only thing I'll say, man, is that I was I used to live an hour from Wani. And like I remember I used to ride there quite a bit. This was before Ross and, and the open track access. We're going back like all, all over ten years now. But yeah. when you go race the national at Wani, it doesn't matter how much you ride there. The track is so different to when you ride there during the week. Yeah. Because it's just so rough. Yeah. And like you can't I don't care how many fast guys they've got out there during a Wednesday, you can't replicate that level of and weather and yeah. track prep, like whatever. But it doesn't always translate, but it, it certainly is an advantage. I'm not saying it isn't. Yeah. Um, who else is there in MX2 before we get to Ferris? Blake Fox. 
Your boy? He is, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, Foxy... Extremely biased. I I question what in the world went on last year between... I have some insight to it. I don't know. It's probably not to be spoken about. Yeah, it's one of those things where you can sit there and, oh, you can make excuses all you want. Last, Regardless, last year wasn't a great year. Yeah, let's just say that's fact. Yeah. Everything that went on behind the scenes contributed, oh, and I yeah. know a lot of the stuff that you're speaking on, but regardless... And then the injury, obviously. Obviously, and then a, a season and injury. Yeah. So he's going to come back a year more experienced. The group, KDM group, have believed in him. They've given him a shot with, with Todd's team. I think that's a great spot for him. Todd will help him. Yeah, well, know. once again, speaking personally and knowing myself, um, Todd sees a lot in him, um, and... Yeah, it, like you said, it is a big year for, for Blake. Sorry, my phone's blowing up. Um, I imagine that. It is, it is a big year for Blake. Uh, not a career year, but I feel like if he doesn't do anything this year again... it's the, the problem for Blake is if he doesn't do anything this year, it's a lot harder to go to a team next year. Yeah, it's like if he's a fifth-place guy this year, he gets fifth overall... I think that's um, fine. That's fine, and then... I think like, that's good. I'm not saying he's going to leave like... His Supercross is... Good. Yeah, like his Supercross is... But to, not not to, that you can bank off that in Oz because he's a super talented um, motocross rider as well. But yeah, you're you're 100 right. It is a year for him. Well, because what I'm saying is this, right? You know, you just said it yourself. If he gets fifth in the championship, he gets some podiums, and he's building. I'm not saying he's going to leave Todd, but say then he can go to Serco, then he can go to Yamalu. Well, so if he doesn't like, have a contract, he with, can with go Todd. anywhere, yeah. and they'll give him a Absolutely. ride, right? But if he's eighth overall and doesn't have a good year, he's not going to get that, no, and no. then it's going to be that next level down where it's like, oh, here's some bikes and parts and run your pro. And that's that slippery slope in MX2 where yeah. if you don't stay in the team radar yep. in a few years, your career is done, unfortunately. And, and there's some good kids coming. There is, man. And, and MXD, and, like, there's some really good kids coming. Like, his teammate, um, Mather. Well, you know who else we haven't spoke about in MX2? Yeah. Um, MX3 champ. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Manir. Manir. I don't know how to pronounce his Yeah, name. I just drew a blank there, but I've got to call Ferris right now. You but Manir... You know, cool, Ferris. We're, we're just talking crap. Let's go. All right. But Manir is going to be an interesting one in MX2. Yeah. Can he win races? I think he could. I don't know. He looked good at that AMX. I didn't see it, but on lap times, he looked good. He did. And you know what, man? He's the kind of kid that learns quick. Give him a few races, gets comfortable in that I field. I he's going to Europe. Yeah, I think they're going to leave one more year. Oh, yeah, and then cool. he'll go to MX um, Europe. Oh, like yeah. 250 MX. Yeah. All right, that's cool, Ferris. Do you need to leave because you had to dip out early? or We're good. Okay, cool. I'll stick around. Let's is get. Darnell jumping on? He is. We're going to call Darnell after Ferris. Sick. Can't wait to argue. <laughs> so it's many. That's all I'm waiting for. Okay, let's do this. Steam Ferris. Hey, Jay. Dean, how are you, mate? Thanks for uh, taking the time to come on the show. I know it's a busy week leading into uh, round one next weekend. Yep, yep, all good, mate. <laughs> I must have used up some favours to get you on tonight. But anyway, um, <laughs> Dean, we've been talking, you know, I'll keep it as short as I can tonight, mate, because I know you've got the family and, and everything going on. But uh, we've been talking pre-season. We've been talking, you know, at this point, I don't feel I need to ask you the questions of why you've come back or, you know, your internal team PR and, and every other media outlet at this point. Everyone knows why you're back and what you're doing. Um so the real question, I guess, to start things off is how have you been enjoying being back and how has the preseason races been doing it your own way? Yeah, it's, um, it's been good, man. Um, 
I've come back with, you know, fresh set of eyes, I'd I'd say. Um, you know, I just went on a big old holiday, realised that I still want to race and still what I want to do, just a little bit different. And, um, yeah, so uh, started putting things in place and it, it all kind of felt, you know, come together re- really easy. So that, that part was nice. And then um, I kind of just had to wait for the 23 model Yamaha to come out and things, you know, it didn't arrive until like Christmas. So my preseason actually started like for my training back in November. Um, and it's the first year that I've been able to just focus on the gym and my strength and my mobility and stuff without having the motorbike there to ride, which has been actually kind of cool looking back. You know, I was itching to ride, um, but I was patient and I, I spent a lot of time on my body. So got the bike and um, obviously I was in pretty good shape when I got the bike, um, being able to actually get into different positions and, and feeling quite strong. Uh, so yeah, pre-season to answer your question has been really awesome. Um, I, I would say it's more off-season, pre-season. We've got some, we had some races come up. Um, and yeah, it's been really, really enjoyable to ride the bike. I think that's um, been the biggest key for me just to enjoy my riding and, and feel the flow. Well, it's been a little bit of, um, I guess, almost deja vu. We had Lee Hogan on the podcast before you uh, as, as our guest leading in, Dean. And, and I was saying to, to Hogs, you know, you're back on blue. You're back wearing Fox. You're back on the, the triple one's always been the trademark. But if there was a, you know, you look at Roxon, who just says it, it just feels right to be back on yellow. And you look at, you know, Gibbsy in Australia, like you just associate that number five with KDM, right? I feel that for you, obviously, you're not with CDR. You're doing your own deal. It's a different era, but it is very reminiscent. And I, I do wonder how it felt for you to get back on and see that blue front fender. Like, how did that feel being back? Was it like being home, so to speak? Yeah, it was, man. Um, like, this is a new model Yamaha, but I've said it a few times. Yamaha's got, like, this core DNA that they never let go of because, obviously, it, it works. So, like, the heart of the bike is essentially still the same. And for whatever reason, that the the blue bike, the chassis, the numbers, whatever they work with, really suits me. So the moment I stepped on the bike, I was like, "Oh man, this <laughs> this thing's unreal!" And um, you know, it, it is a it, it is a fair bit different to the last model, but but still a Yamaha. And um, I truly believe this is the best one they've built uh, thus far. And and so it should be. You know, things always progress you know, should be progressing forward with every model, but it's not like that um, with every time a manufacturer builds a bike, I don't believe, or at least not in their first year. So, uh, yeah, definitely definitely felt at home. And, and when I sat there, you know, when I was holidaying and I started to think, oh, maybe I should, you know, oh, I'd like to ride, I really sat there and thought about how I'd want to do it and what I, why I want to ride and, and, and what I'd want to do it on and, and the, you know, it's just it just had to be a Yamaha. I was like, it just it's got to be a Yamaha. Um, I feel like that's just where I I do the best. Um, it's where I've had success. Um, it's where I feel at home, and, and and so far so good with the bike. Yeah, that that kind of has beat me to my next question, Dean. Because I mean, first of all, I remember shaking your hand at Coolum, and you had several um, alcoholic beverages in your system by then. You were celebrating retiring. <laughs> And then I remember being at Supercross and hearing some rumblings and I was like, surely not. But we'll skip that part. But I did wonder, was this a, I'm coming back only on a Yamaha and then you ended up getting connected with Brisbane Motorcycles? Like I know Joel um, 
because obviously your brother-in-law and he's tight with those guys. Like, I just wonder, was it, I'm riding Yamaha and I'm going to end up on blue somewhere and that eventuated because with the Brisbane Motorcycles crew, like they have every color of the rainbow basically with manufacturers. So you could have ended up on any color with those guys, I'd imagine. So obviously the Yamaha was the prevalent choice and then the logistics have fallen into place with a partner to make it happen. Yeah, exactly. So I went through the correct Yamaha channels. I went to Yamaha and said, hey, look, I'm going to come back racing. I'm going to be on a Yamaha. And that's, that's it. And I, I, don't that. Know if they, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if they believe me or not. And they're like, oh, that'd be awesome. You know, we didn't think you were done. Uh, like, seriously, I, I was the only one thought I was done. Everyone's like, no, I didn't think you were. But I, I like a cool I mean, I shook your hand. I was so over it at the time. I just, just uh, was burnt out. But anyway, we'll get on with the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I told Yamaha, it's gonna, I'm going to be on Yamaha and that's it. And I'm, I was not bullshitting. And then when they, they got back to me, they're like, oh, where they tried really hard. For, for like a team deal and they're like mate we just we just can't have it happen it just can't happen like uh you know kind of cdr's tied up uh this that and the other we just can't you would just there's no room and i said well i'm gonna be on yamaha anyway so <laughs> if you can help me out in any which way that'd be that'd be great i'm gonna call james from brisbane motorcycles um because he's mad dog and go from there and then i called james had a 10 second conversation he said yes um, before I even, you know, pitched anything to him. Uh, and then I got back to him and said, look, I've got bikes, so cool. And they're like, holy shit. Like, they were, they were like, I think they were like, holy, he is dead, he's dead actually serious. serious. Like, yeah, yeah. He's going to be on a Yamaha. And, and back to early party question, it, it was only going to be a Yamaha if I was going to come back racing. You know, if, if for some reason I couldn't get him or, like, there was no such, no, no stock or, like, it you know, I probably wouldn't be racing, but of course there's going to be bikes, there's going to be parts, there's going to be people that can help. And um, I just kind of got that feeling that this is what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And it all just kind of come together really easily. And look, I feel, um, you know, as, as my side of the sport, right? Like with the marketing side of things that I'm involved with, that my brain always goes to that. And I go, what a better marketing initiative for Yamaha than to say, well, realistically, and the fact that we've already talked about this on the, on the podcast so far tonight, there's not many parts. You're basically going to be riding a production based bike, like more so than ever, because you're doing it on this sort of semi privateer route. So if you're at this competitive already on this bike, that is great advertising because to the consumer, they're going, well, yeah, CDR has got this and that, but Ferris is very competitive and his bike's wheeling off the Brisbane motorcycles floor. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's a great initiative for Yamaha as far as a production-based marketing model. Oh, for sure it is. And um, and so it should be, you know, like the bike is literally that good off the showroom floor. Like I spent, I spent two weeks on it, be, like bone stock suspension, stock everything um, before I even revalved the suspension. Obviously like I, I go quite fast and I, I just need it a bit firmed up for me, but that's it, man. My, my bike pretty pretty rock stock if you if you look around on it you'd be um hard pressed to find any parts on it so um i'm i'm, I'm really impressed with it um i can't say every model's been like this uh, with yamaha you know um the engine this year is unbelievable straight out of the crate uh super easy to ride and then um you know that yamaha's never gone away from the the conventional spring fork and the great how i beat suspension so that's very easy to work on yeah, I, mean, look, uh, I think yeah. the the pre twenty eighteen like that that eighteen point two version Yamaha, I think they that tidied up a lot of the previous, like it was still that new era, 
bike, but they tidied up a lot of the small niggling issues that I think everyone had with that bike. Um, and it doesn't seem like it's just gone from strength to strength since then. Um, yeah. But, it, it would appear so. Like, uh, I never got to ride the, like, 18.5 or whatever you call it, the second version of that one. Um, I got I rode the 18, and then I then I was bouncing around with other manufacturers. But, uh, yeah, it, it would appear they just got stronger and stronger. I'd agree. Um, you want to jump in? Yeah. Dino, um, was it the same deal with Fox? Were you coming back in Fox, and that was only it? Um, no, no, not, not really. Um, I just feel like I had a strong relationship with Fox and, um, and it also worked well for James at Bridge Motorcycles. So, um, pretty much everything I wanted to do was, Hey, does this work for both of us? And that, you know, fortunately everything kind of did cause I had some products in mind that I wanted to work with. Um, so Fox was on, on top of the list. Uh, there's still a, some of the people there that I worked with, um, and the, the product is great. It was important for me to be in their boots. I really like their boots. Um, I kind of like to feel the pegs and, and what that feeling gave me from those. And then um, obviously helmet's great. And the, the, look, the gear's just gear to, to me, but they're always leading in the color waves and things like that. So it, the, the deciding factor for that was the people that I want to work with. Um, and, and Fox was top of the list. We called them like, yeah, sweet. We'd love to have a unit. We'll work something out. And it just went from there, and that, that was one of the easier deals to, to work out as well. Who's um, who's doing your suspension this year, Dean? Uh, Moose. So, um, really good suspension technician. Well, I worked with him last year even at, at Honda as well. Um, and, yeah, just got a good relationship. And we met in Europe years and years ago, and uh, he's, back, he's back home. And I actually live just 10 minutes up the road from him now now that I'm at Sunny Coast. So yeah, that was my next question. Where do you actually live right now? Because <laughs> you've been nomading yeah, for yeah, quite a while. Yeah, I know. A lot, a lot of big changes, man. It's, it's crazy in the Ferris world. But we moved up here in November. Um, my girls wanted to start school. Uh, and we, we kind of put the traveling thing on hold. Uh, we we wanted to settle. Well, I really wanted to settle in a house. And the girls wanted to go to school and stuff. So Sunny Coast it was. Um, I dragged Renee down to Corrigal seven years ago. And she dragged me back up here. Uh, yeah, so um, look, man, it's probably it, look, I'm on the Gold Coast, but I have my sights firmly set on being on the sunny coast by this time next year. I love it up there. Um, it's a great spot, so I can yeah, definitely yeah. relate to why you're there. As far as like the kids and family, you know, um, and then also there's there's probably uh, there's not a lot of public tracks up there, but obviously with your connections, I'm sure there's enough tracks to to get your weekly routine in. Yeah, there's definitely enough. Um, I do have to do a little bit of driving, which is um, the drawback. Uh, like Kyogre, I'd just ride out of my garage on my track. That was that was awesome. But the upside to being here is that I've got training buddies, which is kind of the first time in my life that I've had someone like there with me every single day. Um, so that, that's been pretty cool. Would the old school Dean Ferris have wanted that though? Because you were pretty private with your program for a few years. I, I know that much, right? Uh no, I, I'll put you, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, <laughs> I remember the, um, those years. Like you were very focused. Let's put it that way. No, yeah, I still am. It was more that um, I, I still got my a really small circle. Um, you'll see that at the races. I still kind of stick to my, myself. But I think Kyogle, it, everyone perceived that it was just so far away. Um, that they, they just didn't really want to come there. And they'd, they'd come, you know, I had like Caleb Barham and stuff right a few years ago and, He'd come for, you know, 
three or four days at a time, but like every, you know, few weeks or something like that. So um, I, I did ride with people just um, most of the time on my own. Uh, but, you know, here at Sunny Coast, we kind of want to, want to team up a bit. And I, I've, I'm trained with Jace Cosford, just kind of similar to me, I feel, like he's a younger version of me. Um, so we get along good, just get in get the work done and, and not chit-chat too much and just, yeah, go to town on it. Yeah, he's a young, hard-working kid. I think there's probably some, you know, similarities with yourself where he's he's done it the hard way. Let's put it that way. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, so yeah, I feel that was sort of asking about the suspension and, and the program as a whole. I what I've been saying so far tonight is that I feel you're doing it for the right reasons. You know, as in you're motivated to do it yourself, and you have the people and the partners involved that you want to to do it with. And I, I feel at that point that is a, a, a very strong combination for you to be happy and, and going extremely fast because you're, you're handpicking your partners, your technicians. Um, team politics is what it is. Sometimes bikes and setups and things just can't go the way you want them to. And I think we saw a bit of that last year, perhaps with you. Um, and whether that was just you didn't gel with the Honda in general or you couldn't get the Honda to where you want it, I don't know. But um we probably don't even need to cover that at this point. It's irrelevant. It's more about 23 and, and obviously you're doing the color of bike you want, the, the, the partners you want. And it's really, to me, a very interesting dynamic that we spoke about where you've, you've got yourself, Gibbsy, Toddy, Medi, the, the old guard versus, you know, Tanny and Cloudy and Webster and, and Jed. It's, it's going to be a very split demographic of, of the veterans versus the young guns. Yeah, I mean, um, actually, if you ask me, no one's really young in this class anymore because, uh, you know, like Toddy and I last year, last year, we were young. We started when we were 18 or 19 in the next class. doesn't seem like there's anyone that young anymore. But you're right, we are, you know, a fair bit older than, than Clout and Tanny and, the, you know, the new new guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really think about the split or anything like that. I think we're all going to be dicing at times. Um but yeah, I mean, it's going. It's going. It's it's a thick, thick field. Yeah, you got the Honda boys down there. The rest of us up here, and um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be cool. I think I said somewhere else in an interview that man, it'd be uh, it'd be it'd be pretty special to go out and and, and I don't know. I've been around for a long time, raced this class for quite a few years. Um, it, there is like a new generation that I'm racing as well, so I've kind of feel like I've raced in a couple of different eras. So it's kind of exciting. I feel like just in the last year or two, there's like this is like a different different era. You know, I've, I've finished off. I started in MX1 when the Marmont and the Coffins and that were finishing up, and now there's so many new guys starting starting up. You know what I mean? Or or hitting their straps. So really cool to be racing this long and 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 um, still be really competitive. I think it'll be it'll be pretty awesome. Uh, to get amongst it all. Dino, um, you've been a factory guy for a pretty long time. How are you finding uh, the logistical sides of it, you know, uh, ordering sticky kits and organising travel and transport and booking hotels and all of that stuff as a, as your own sort of team? Uh, how are you finding that? Um, quite quite easy. So, so Zane that works, um, Zane Dunlop, he rides MX1 as well, but... He, he's helped me out a lot. He helps out Brisbane Motorcycle for, for a lot of things. So, like, um, with logistics, uh, stickers and this and that, um, you know, the stuff that I, I would struggle with, you know, ordering hats and tin shirts, he, he's taken care of, which is lightened the load a lot. 
Um, I've got someone help me out with the bike and the transport, so that that that's all quite easy. I mean, as for booking flights and stuff and motels, I kind of felt like I was doing that almost anyway at the yeah. team. Like I'd always have to talk to them and be like, "Hey, I want this flight, or I want that flight, or um, I'm flying in now and doing this." So it was always like you spend a bit of time doing it anyway. Now I just it's easy, just book it, or I or I just get the secretary, aka Renee, my wife, <laughs> um, to, to, to do to do it for me. So that that part hasn't that that part hasn't really been that bad. Um, and I think you know logistically, this is, you know testing suspension and, and tinkering with that is probably what takes up most of your time. Um, but Moose just being ten minutes up the road has been like uber easy. It's been unreal. Um, pretty much neighbours. So uh, I would say things haven't really been any harder. I mean, there's been a few more phone calls just organising a few things, but it's um, it's not like I'm ordering parts from Europe and doing this and doing that. I mean, and you know, having like hundred different shims that I need to order for suspension. You know, it's 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 been quite easy. I, I would say it's not it's not not as hard as it would seem. Um, there's a few things to do, not that difficult. Um, so it's it's not like it's I don't know. It, being a factory rider is um, it you know what I mean. You still got to work on your practice bike, and you still got to wash filters. You got still got to change tires, even if you're factory or not. So nothing at home in my practice has not changed. It's not like um, there's a full time mechanic there with you. Yeah, it's not like uh, America where you've got a practice mechanic no, and the, yeah. not like that. And people people think it's like that in Australia. Oh, you just do nothing. But man, I just work on my bike and go riding every single day, and nothing's changed. Privateer or or factory guy, it, it's kind of all the same. And um, I've got good support with parts and stuff like that. So, I mean, nothing's really really that different. <laughs> so it's, it's been um, no, I can't I can't say it's been difficult at all. All right, I've got one final question for you. It's more just me talking to a degree, and and uh, I'm curious of this part, Dean, and then I'll let you go because I know you've got the kids, and obviously you're trying to keep your schedule on track with getting ready for round one. But um, I think a lot of people will be curious. I'm going to assume, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that Yamaha are probably are going to be back in the bonus program for you, I'm assuming, um, with like the financial side because obviously – when you step away from that factory model, the money side of things is often what becomes difficult, you know, logistics and you can get bike, you can get parts, you can get support, but you know, for someone like yourself who is accustomed to having that side of the sport where you're earning the, the, the money that you're entitled to earn because of your caliber of performance, um, you don't have to give me specifics, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that clearly between Yamaha and your other partners, you found a way to make this viable to go racing. Yeah, yeah, for sure we did. We all we all talked, um, worked it all out, and, and and made something that that worked for all. You know what I mean? Because um, you know, just so not everyone's burning up budget. In, in you know, not everyone, not one single person is just outlaying the whole lot for me. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm also in a better better place now that I'm like in my early thirties, and and all this kind of COVID and time off and this and that gave me an opportunity to set up um a business which also creates an income for myself um so it's it's not like i'm fully relying on my on a salary that i don't you know that i don't really have at the moment um being a privateer uh just because oh, i can go create money myself now um yeah for i mean sure. it's still still 
still I've got to put some effort into, it's not like, yeah, I've got to put some effort into that business, um, but it, it's doing okay. And then, you know, a, a few other places I need to put a bit bit extra effort. I mean, just when you're a factory rider, like you get your salary um, and that's it. Um, but but I feel like I can, you know, kind of handle it now. I've been a bit older. I've got a, a few little things, you know, just um, I would say uh, simmer in a way that, that, that helps it financially. You know, I can just do it financially. So Yeah, for sure. yeah I mean, like you said, you're not 23 years old and relying on a win bonus. Like you, I'm sure you were probably quite shrewd with investments and things. I don't know for sure, but I'm just speaking out loud. Like I'm sure, yes, you're not relying on it. But at the same time, I guess what I'm saying is the risk and the effort to go racing that there's clearly enough monetary reward that it's, it's something you've considered. Um, and, yeah, and yeah, there, up, no, right? those, yeah, there certainly is. There certainly is. And, um, there's been a few people step up, um, realizing that I, I could use some help and I'm so grateful for, for those people, um, reaching out cause it definitely does take the load off a little bit. Um, just trying, you know, getting some personal sponsors and this and that. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely, um, worth doing i would say uh I, you know i'm doing it all anyway um you know i love it but it, it's so cool that all of these guys that are helping me out um my big sponsors like motel and fox and yamaha and and things like that uh stepped up and, and wanted to help me out so i'm really pumped about it as it, at the end of the day it's so great to to see you back and we've been talking about it and you can probably comment on this we'll, we'll, let's end it on this one day and you can get back to the family and do your thing but I don't remember a year in in any recent memory that MX One has been this stacked. What what do you think on that? Yeah, I was, I was trying to touch on that before. It is really cool. Um, there are so many guys. Um, the new era, the old era. Um, stoked about it. You know what I mean. And if I, if I could if I could if I could win against all these guys, I feel like it'd be like I've, I've won in a different era than my last championship. So, looking forward to it. Um, you know, it's going to be some some tough racing. I'm up for it though. I love it. It's like um, it's like a big chess match or a game that I am. I'm still trying to master, and I, I want to, um, you know, personally try to get to another level that I haven't been at, and um, just putting all those things in place where I where I can try to achieve that. So, looking forward to the challenge. Um, everything's kind of on track at the moment, and we'll we'll keep chipping away and chipping. You know, just keep going forward is the goal. That's it, mate. Well, hey, um, I, I'm not going to ask you what you expect from round one because I think I know the answer. Um, <laughs> and I think everybody else does too, but it's great to have you back. I'm excited to to see you do your thing around round one and uh, and I will, I'll catch you then, bud. Thank you very much for coming on and um, best of luck for the next uh, 10 days or so before we see you at Wani. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having, thanks for having me on the show and I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll chat throughout the year. No worries, mate. Thank you. Thanks. See you, guys. Bye. All right, guys, Dean Ferris here on the AMX Superstore's Pro MX preview episode on the Inside Dirt Network. Woo, posty, heavy. Ferris. Mm, yeah. He's, he's calm, he's happy, mm. he's fast. Sick. It's going to be interesting, man. It's a good time for a good time to be a motocross fan. It really is. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do at round one. All right. Um, can we get our boy on the phone? Yeah, we've got to get Donnell on. It's, it's uh, been a 90-minute show already. It's 8 o'clock, man. I'm so tired. Oh, in Victoria. He's probably still working, dude. He, he works so much. Um, Imagine that. Right. Um, it's dangerous when I pick up my phone because my phone is just like on fire tonight. So every time I pick it up to call someone. Nothing good. Um, there's always good things going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Donnell, official. Coming on the AMX Superstores. 
that stretch? In <laughs> so context, before we get into this, listeners, everybody, uh, the group chat it has evolved from a industry friendly place of banter to basically Donnell and Posty just absolutely disagreeing on everything and anything you could possibly imagine. And it's almost quite painful to have to read because I'm like, you know, little things like us getting our wires crossed on schedules tonight could have been avoided if there just wasn't so much shit talking between you guys. But anyway, let's call Darnell here on the AMX Superstores Inside Dirt Primex preview show. <laughs> Yo. Darnell Official. What's happening? It's preseason, buddy. It is preseason. You do not need to tell me it is preseason. <laughs> no, the conversation we had earlier, you are well aware of how much preseason things is going on. Oh, uh, so, so much. So much. What a busy, busy time of the year it is. But it's good to be back. We're almost there. It's in sight. One, what is it? One week to go? 10 days? 10 days, know. yeah. It's I just, we just got off the phone to Ferris uh, and I said, you know, see you in 10 days. It's literally 10 days. So, um, we know we've had Lee Hogan on tonight, we've had Dean Ferris, and then we thought we'd finish out with Darnell after dark. And uh, Posty versus Darnell, we've been explaining to the listeners the absolute banter that is you two in the group chat. So, um, yeah. Yep. We're on. <laughs> we're, on. <laughs> we're on, we're on. So, look, we've, we've talked about it all, Darnell. We've talked about MX1, we've talked about MX2. Um, I don't know where you want to start, but... You know, from an industry insider point of view, like obviously you are the the main guy. It's um, oh, did I lose you? Yeah, we lost him. It's good. <laughs> Posty's like, I just red buttoned his ass. Oh, here he is. Nice ring. Yo, are you there? Hold on, hold on. We've uh, we lost you, and now you're back on Bluetooth. Are you there? I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Here. I don't know. I think Posty red buttoned you. It's like it's very subtly. He oh. just disconnected <laughs> oh, the Bluetooth oh, from. Is. Yeah. Oh, is, he, is he still there? Is I said we've lost him, and Posty goes good. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, obviously your position oh, with. Hang on, hang on. So Posty's still in the studio. He hasn't thrown the toys out of the cot yet and packed his stuff and gone home. No, I thought he was going to leave halfway through the show. You should have seen the drama was getting him here. I had him man. scheduled to be here at five o'clock, right? Like I've got, you know, I've got the kids, like there's heaps going on. And then he's like, hey, bro, um, can you just call me in tonight? Like, I don't think I'm going to make it. I'm like, it's quarter to five. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the three-way <laughs> Skypes. They're always good. It's, it's better no, in person. No, no. And you know no, what else, Darnell, that I blame you for? Oh, well, here we go. Um, my new headsets that I was stoked on and sent you guys pictures of today, they're not working. Oh, no, what a shame. And you're not here to help me. I don't think any of us no, responded no. to that text message. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, 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 we didn't. We're too busy arguing over frame colors. He showed me the pictures. He's like, don't know what he's talking about. Look at this. Look at this. Look how good it looks. Yeah, I don't want to. We're not getting into frame colors. I, I said I, I feel like the, the certain color schemes took away from it a little bit. I was on your side a little bit, Donnell, but, you know. He's back on you. mine now. I am. Oh yeah, yeah I'm sure he is. Am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What We can't get into this because it hasn't been released. We can get There's into an anything embargo. else you want. There's an embargo. Anything else you want <laughs> yeah. to get into, we can get into it. But that hasn't yeah. officially been released. I even know it's all been know, when it does when it does get released and the people know, you know, who's got the better colour ideas? The qualified graphic designer 
Oh, I've thought about this comeback already. The okay. guy that actually, for a job, makes people look good. <laughs> yeah. So we, we can argue it all you want. <laughs> it's oh, pointless when you guys win. argue because no one wins. Yeah, I know. It's like uh, it's, no, no. The thing is, because I like to stir post the up, and then I get bored, and then I just concede. It's just fun to I get just under bite really hard. I feel like uh, arguing with Posty is like arguing with your chick. Like you can't win. <laughs> I'm pretty. No, good, I'm no, a pretty no. good arguer. Yeah. Is that a word? Because yeah. if he's losing, he'll just get personal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. you, bald fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop hey, cool, man. man. You, know, you, know, like our, you know, like our frame color. Well, you're ugly and you're back and I hate you. So. Yeah. <laughs> like it's. I got pretty emotional. Oh, the other yeah. night we were you talking. You don't even like shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, All right, okay, let's, let's, let's get serious. Okay, so we asked Hoags this question. I'm gonna. We've talked about every rider. We, we haven't got to MX3 tonight, so I'm sorry to the MX3 riders and and everybody. We'll get to that. Quick, 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 real, quick, one. Real, real, real quick. Who's I, MX3? Like who's? Look, I'm also the reason I'm dodging is I haven't done enough research. Campbell Williams is on the Campbell's Cowie. and he's, he's Empire Cowie. Jack Mather on the Husky. Mather on the Husky. Was ex champion. Who's? Hoag's kid Shackleton. Uh, Jet Allsop on KDM. Is also MX3 again? Yes. Okay. Um, Don't know anybody. Toby Drew on the Yamaha Junior yeah, program. Well, yeah. Mm. yeah as oh, as, 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 like yeah. as, like, as much as I'd like to comment, I just yeah, I haven't had a good look at the field at MX. That's the problem with the MX3 at right. But also a problem because that field is always changing because of the age restriction. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, the reason I've been dodging it is because I haven't done enough time to. I I, yeah. I I know I need to before round one, but at the moment it's um with the ages it changes so much. But here's here's yeah. what here's what we're going to talk about. Your uh, sure, I've been working with I've been working with Dead Allsop, so you know that's good. We're happy to have him on board, and it's going to be a great great addition for us. Dude, Jet's um, awesome, so, and his family are even it's also more the awesome. Most biased like, answer. Well, well, we're working with Jack Mather, and he's an SX3 champion. Mather's cool too. He killed it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, 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 man! I'm just saying he's the only one that I'm, that I'm working <laughs> but, with directly. Wait, right but, now, wait, but I will say Campbell I Williams have a lot of time be, for Allsop and his family. They're good people. Yeah, no, I'm not saying. I'm just with yeah. stand. But uh, Campbell Williams has no, got to be yeah, in the I conversation. Uh, there it is. There it is. Post <laughs> 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 You heard it here first, folks. Um, yeah, Williams does need to be in the conversation because before he got injured, Dude, he was ripping, he was ripping last year. Yeah. So, and who's the Honda yeah, kid? Has Honda got an MX? Surely Honda will have an MX3 kid. Yeah, I think it's more Hoag's kids this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're not under the truck light with your. Either. I don't think so. Oh, he's yeah. got the WMX riders. He's got um, Talia uh, Drew. Is it? it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, Charlie yeah. does. It doesn't matter. Charlie Cannon is going to smoke. Yeah, everything. she is. But there are other females that ride dirt bikes. I'm and aware. I'm they're under the Honda Charlie 10. Cannon is. <laughs> He's got Emma Lesovic and um oh, yeah. and Talia for, yeah. but Talia's been racing MXGP man, so she's gonna be fast. Yeah, but Charlie Cannon, bro. Yeah. yeah I'm uh, not yeah, saying yeah. that Cannon ain't fast. Okay. But. Yeah. Well, um let's anyway, on. let's let's get to the point. We did the MX one podium picks, Dino, so I want you to do I MX two. Do, I didn't do one. Yeah, Posty's played Switzerland on that. I want you to do MX two round and championship picks. So one taggy, top three, and championship for MX two. I can almost pick it for you. I'm asking Daniel. Um, <laughs> I tell you, bro. They all wear one gear, bro. <laughs> yeah, shocking who you're going to put piece first. Of shit, bro. <laughs> uh, well, do you know what? You can take your pot shots and call me by however you want to put it. Um, I mean, let's, let's let's put it down to the, the battle between the, the battle between Wilson Todd and Nathan Crawford is yeah. going to be one to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, we did see Nathan 
Well, Nathan's done a lot of pre-season racing. Went down to one Aggie for the MX Open, and uh, and Wilson's been over in the state tried the Supercross. So, um, how, you know, how bad's that injury for Wilson? Do you know? Do we? Does anyone? Oh, I, I have no idea. From what I, I read today, um, it's um, I, he hasn't been riding for since San Diego. Yeah. yeah okay. I saw he's at um San Diego. He was down the beat. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It, it is what it is at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, those two are going to be battling it out for a win, I feel. Um, so I can't, you could almost put a blanket over them. Um, Caden Manier is one you really want to watch. Um, he's been spending a lot of laps at Wani. Um, he, he's raced there twice in the last month, I think, because they had um, Victorian titles there last weekend and then MX Open a couple of weeks before that. So he's, he's really going to be one to watch once he steps up. Do you put Ferguson in that same thing with Minier? Yeah, I mean, Ferguson was another one that I've seen at one saggy a couple of weeks ago, and he, he was going really, really fast. Um, Brody Connolly, another one who actually... He rips, eh? With, yeah. Huh? He rips, eh? Yeah, Connolly's fast, get a man. Start, yeah. 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 He, if he can get a start, which he, which he did, and they had four motos there, um, and, yeah, he grabbed the, the one win um, and got a great start and just... Just sprint it away. It's um, that's a, it's, that's what one tag is. It's a bit of a beast like that. If you can get a clear track and make a run at it, um, it's it's you know, as much as it is in every race, a good start at one tag is really important. Um, especially if that depending on what one tag we get, whether it's wet, whether it's dry, you know, it can get very one line. Wait, did you uh, recommend these headphones? <laughs> I did no. run it past them. Suck, man. Yeah, I didn't really pay attention. Do they not work? Oh, no, the, my ears are about the, to uh, the earphones work, but when you plug the mics in, the, the mouthpieces, there's just like mad feedback. Oh, yeah, cool. I don't really... Um, no, no, not much I can do. You know, the, the, the way that you solve that problem, Joe, is you, you don't... Don't be a tight ass and buy good ones. Dude, they still cost yeah. me a lot of money. Whatever, dude. yeah, yeah. Well, do you want to hear my tips or not? Or do you want to complain about it? We've been asking you for podium picks and you're telling us your life story. Like, what is the podium for round one is what I asked. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that part. Uh, this is an insight uh, to the chat. Uh, Crawford, Todd, and Reese Bud third. Oh, yeah. That's a question I want to ask you. The the Circo boys, where are we? We haven't seen a whole lot from them. Reese Bud. Um, team this- was today. Or team, team. Release was today. Yep. Um, yeah. Press release is live on insidedirt.com.au. Do you get yeah, emails from yeah. them? I do. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they're ripping. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, Reese Bard has, has finished, what, third in the championship twice now? Or did he get second last year? I can't remember. Um, that was last year's problem, though. That's actually something yeah. I should know. Looking, but yeah, at the yeah. But what about Dobson though? Don't you feel like this is a bit of a bit of a year for Dobson? Well, I mean, <laughs> Reese Bud was second last year. Yes, sick. Okay, so he's gone three, two, and maybe he makes that next step this year, and you know, takes the win. Um, so yeah, that's my podium for him. Would be Crawford, Todd, and uh, and Bud. Who, I mean, Crawford. and then the championship. Uh, to be honest, I'd probably go the same again. Yeah, yeah. okay. Crawford, Todd, Bud, top three in championship. Is there any dark horses in that MS2 class here, Darnell? Uh, I think Cade Manier is going to, you know, he's a young kid coming up, but yeah, he's one that we, we're going to need to watch. Yeah, I think he's going to uh, be a kid that'll win 
I think later mid season he will probably get into the you know winning races category. I don't know about overalls and stuff, but well, I think uh, do they do a longer motor than MX3? I think it is slightly longer. Yeah, it's um, no, no. No, yeah, uh, MX2 last year were doing 120 and 130, weren't they? I don't know, man. No. I'll just shoot the thing. Yeah, I probably should have uh, known, but anyway. Here we go. We're getting to get out with <laughs> uh, again. Story of inside death. <laughs> story. should have known. Imagine that. <laughs> um, Journalist. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. It's, we'll see how we go. I mean, there's a, a lot of guys in this field this year that can podium. You know, we always go on about the stacked class, but, you know, there's probably I'd say at least you know eight to ten guys that can get on the box this year between the teams you know in 250s um, yeah I think so yeah yeah me too yeah yeah if you look at I mean we so, did talk about the spread there's, there's a lot of a lot of just fast the fact, riders all the factory guys though even if you just look at like not, not putting anything against the privateer guys because there's some there's some really solid privateer guys there but all of the factory guys are legit legit riders you know what I mean? Like, well, you've got between KDM, Serco, and Honda, you've got six guys there that can put in between, you know, Bud, Dobson, Crawford, Veneer, Todd, and Connolly. Like, they're, they're six podium guys already. And you throw in, you know, your Blake Fox, your Alex Larwood, Ryder Kingsford could challenge. You I think, know, I think like, Ferguson at one is going to be a pain in Ferguson as well. Yeah. Ferguson is one of those guys that just has so much raw speed. Um, so he's definitely one well, to watch. But, and we talked about this, Dino. I feel like this is a Haruki? big year. Oh, that's cool. I wasn't talking or anything. Sorry. <laughs> um, for yeah, I think it's a <laughs> Sorry, man. Um, Ferguson, big big year for him, Dino. Is if he needs to refine his package, like he's very fast, he's very loose at times. Um, he's got this factory ride now. Like this is his year yeah. to take that next step and be a solid podium guy every weekend. Well, you know, we've seen him on the podium before, um, and I think he's coming off a. He had a pretty good year in Supercross too. So, I mean, that's one thing to factor in as well. Who's running on confidence? Who's had, who's had good results? I mean, that sunny state at Coolum on the weekend looked like it was basically a mini national, with the amount of guys and that were battling around there. I mean, yeah, it was pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, obviously there's footage in the group so, chat of so much unknown, and this is what I love. There's so much unknown. And we're only ten days out. Like, Oi, um, you saw. Sorry, just quickly, you went to the AMX National, which had we. I, I can tell you who looked good and who didn't look good up here. Um, mm. but you were at the AMX National where we saw the Honda boys. How did just yeah, AMX quickly, Open? AMX, sorry, what yeah. was I calling? It? AMA. National. Oh yeah, AMA, AMX <laughs> Open, whatever. It's, um, it's late here, man. Yeah, whatever, dude. Um, it's right there. I'm an hour ahead of you. I knew that was going to come right up. Here. Yeah, um, it's 8.15. I'm surprised you haven't left for work yet. Um, <laughs> Jed Beaton, like, you've you've probably laid eyes on him. Um, none of it. He's been very quiet on socials. Honda hasn't posted a whole lot. Um, how did he look? Yeah, yeah. how did he look? Yeah. Like, just, just eye, just visually. I, I think there's still... I mean, Jed's fast. We know Jed's Don't fast. Know, so I think there's still, there's still, I think there's still a little bit of, a little bit of work to go for them. Um, you know, just I mean, he's been coming off, coming back from GPs. The tracks are different. The bike is very different. I mean, that the Cowie last year, and then being on factory Husky before that, like it's, it's a big change. So, you know, I mean, Jed, Jed knows one thing. You know, like 
if anyone knows Montague, it's dead. Um, but in saying that, like Kyle Webster's speed at, at the AMX MX Open, like it was, it was impressive. I mean, we know how fast Kyle is, and we know he's been doing a lot of laps there. But yeah, he's he's moving at the moment. And if you want to talk MX one picks, I really I'd, I'd be I'd be looking at uh, at Kyle Webster. The sandal on top of the box at the end of round one. Let's talk MX one then. Uh, yeah, let's finish it off with that. We're going to round this up yeah, soon. Pass um, round one. Like who who are we who are we saying is going to be holding at the last ever cool last ever cool national? That, that sucks to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Coolum's had more co- as many comebacks as Dean Ferris, so you know you never know. It's, I've been here in no, the last Coolum. No, I think it's, it's actually hundred percent done. It's actually done. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, but they've got. Okay. A, I think they've got a new facility. So whatever you want to put it on. Where is that though? Are we still going to be able Similar. to go to Ocean Street on the Sunday night afterwards? Absolutely. That's what I yeah. Well, yeah, so yeah. it's like in Blah. Coolum. Uh, Blah. No, no. Blah blah. I don't know. Malulaba. I might have. O'Malley. <laughs> I might have said too much. <laughs> I, I don't I know anything. Go. So. Uh, I, I, yeah. yeah, I think I th- no, no. I, I don't think that's like weird to say, but yeah, like. I mean, Donnell just cares about the after party, so. Yeah. I, 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 think, have, I mean, if it was up to me, we'd have every round at Wagga. Uh, or we Wodonga. So well, we are going back there. We're going back there this year. So um, where, did, where did we end up last year? Or Wodonga. No, but where, what was the, the... I don't know. Yeah. We'll find it when we get there. Oh, Beer Deluxe in Aubrey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beer Deluxe. Yeah. And then and where was the... Alpine Stars and Pub. Wait, no, but okay, like let's let's wrap this up seriously. Who who are we going to MX one? Like who who would you be million dollars on the line, who are you putting it on? Uh this for round one or the championship? Ah, uh, championship. Like at the end of the day, who do you think is gonna be the best? Yeah. Uh it's man, you gotta, so uh, difficult to I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, Gibbs. Um I think Aaron Tanny's hard to beat. Yeah, right. that's a good one. Yeah, consistency, speed. I mean, I don't, I, the only team. Thing that, that's yeah. the best team. They're yes. gonna they're gonna throw everything and anything at it if they're behind. The only concern I have is the, we know that new bike's good, but they haven't had a lot of time with it. Yeah, but I mean, so, Ferris hasn't either, and he's making it look good. Yeah, Ferris yeah, is. I know, I know, yeah. I know, but you're just. Hear me out on this. I will. Do you think Dak is going to sit there and watch Ferris just smoke his boys and be like, okay, no dramas and not throw no, every, everything at it, you know? I don't think there's a lot of like, I don't think there's a lot of love lost there either between CDR and oh, Ferris in the end. Like, I don't think yeah. it, it ended too well from what I understand. So, yeah, it's probably going to add to the fact that if Ferris is beating Factory Yamaha, CDR. Can you imagine that though? Like Ferris is coming out and he's making CDR look silly. Yeah, it's like, not going to be. That's not. Look, it's a great look for Yamaha because a production bike is yeah, beating. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, regardless, production Yamaha on the top of the podium. Yamaha stoked, but internal politics of the pits that's not going to play out very well as far as the factory team getting beat. Right? Mm. I mean, do you remember back in the day when you had JGR Yamaha and factory Yamaha in America? You remember this, mm. Darnell? And like when. Barsha and like those guys were beating the factory Yamaha guys on the JGR bikes. Like Yamaha were not impressed. No, I mean your you, your factory teams are that that's where the resources and the expectations. I mean, I remember when DPH Yamaha had like Mosey winning motos and and stuff here in twenty whatever year that was, and and 
that caused some friction as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, I know there's been a lot of back talk on it, but I'm I'm glad to see Dean back. You know, uh, it was a really good. You you'll hear when you listen to the to the episode. He was a really good interview tonight. He's um. He's- interview he's just a he's as professional as they come he's in a good he's in a good place man that's good and you know what uh dean ferris in a good place is very scary for everyone on that line it really on a bike on a bike that he's comfortable on um he can be very dangerous he's a three-time champ for a reason three times four times three-time three-time champ um and it's very reminiscent of that era yeah, so. I, my, my only thing is, is that, like, let's see, you know what I mean? Preseason is... One thing. Is one thing, you know what I mean? Because I remember in 21, there were certain dudes smoking other dudes, and then Aaron Tanney was champion. Like, we were sitting here last year having a similar conversation. Did any of us really talk about Aaron Tanney? No, and this is where I find it interesting, so because sick. there's all this hype, but then by round three, yeah. we're literally going to be like, okay... I reckon when we leave uh, round three is at uh, Wodonga. We're going to leave we won't Albury. We're leaving Wodonga round. Oh, hey, we are not leaving round three. <laughs> we're not leaving. But we're going to leave Wodonga in April and we're going to have a pretty good idea of all this preseason versus um, tangible results yeah. sort of transition. Yeah. By that point, we're going to see who's legit and who's got, you know, work to do, teams, bikes. It's going to be all, fascinating. Can we all agree from an industry point of view that the sport's in a pretty good spot? Yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. we got we we got a lot of good riders. We got a, we got a lot of rides at the moment. Man, you too. should we see can... the national like the the sunny state dude was pretty packed. Yeah, eh? like the shout out to those guys like the Queensland Motocross Group. Um, they like man, it was almost like a mini national. Like it was really really well put together. And I just see what um Ospro did last year and the way it's going. I think the sports in a really really good spot from talent. From it's in everything as good teams. a place as it can be, man. Like, yeah. you know, the economy isn't great right now. And, and, and you do hear everyone, you know, budgets across the board are tight. Like, I've been talking to industry Yeah, but I've heard of a lot of dudes getting more money this year than what they did last year. They're probably getting more, but in the grand scheme of things with, like, look, we're not AFL. No, no, no. You know, no, know. like, it is what it is, right? But, like, yeah, as far as a motorsport in a domestic setting, we're doing well. You know yeah. what I mean? We're doing yeah. really well. Definitely, and we've said it all along. Our domestic series is, is always probably one of the best around the world. Um, so you know, let's just keep it going. I think Promax has found its feet now. They've finally got a proper full season under their belt. Um, so that's just going to keep progressing and growing. And I mean, we're going to some pretty cool tracks this year that we haven't been to in a while. Like Appen is an epic venue. Um, if it's good to be going back to Appen. It's exciting. It's such a good track. Um, yeah, such a good track and such a good facility. Um, Toowoomba as well. We yeah, Toowoomba, Echo Toowoomba. Valley, another great wide-open motocross track. One of my favourite, favourite tracks in Australia to, to, to watch racing. You can stand at the bottom of the hill. You can see the whole track. I thought you were going to say because Toowoomba is actually pretty good to party at. No, no. no. I don't think I've ever partied in Toowoomba. Dude, yeah. we stayed in Toowoomba for like four days. Debatable. Oh yeah, we stayed above a pub. That was <laughs> it was great. <laughs> uh, that was that wasn't Pro Max or anything, but that was a good time. No, that was back. That what was that? AOR Sea Week. That was AOR launched three years ago. Back 
was working for you. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, you were working for yeah. me back then. Yeah. Hey, what what colorways can we expect the boys in come morning? Uh, I mean, what team? What rider? What more class? Uh, you know, we've got. Let's go. Got just some, stay at home and let's go KDM group. Uh, the KDM guys, you'll see, they've got a shoot uh, tomorrow in yeah. in their gear. So um, <laughs> you'll, you'll see, you'll see that. I mean, it's a colorway that's already out that the people have seen before, but it ties in really well with that bike. Are you doing all the rounds again this year? Am I doing what? All the rounds this year? Yeah, I should be doing all the rounds this year. Sick. Epic. All right, yeah. let's round this up. It's been two hours. Um, we'll leave Don on the line to finish up, but we want to thank everyone for listening to the AMX Superstores Pro MX preview show here on the Inside Dirt Network. Um, massive shout out to AMX Superstores for coming on board again. And as we said at the top of the show, if you're going to Wontaggy, make sure that you check out uh, Darnell and I. Um, doing the uh, AMX Superstores Primax radio show, which is going to be a live uh, podcast at lunchtime. We'll have some riders coming through. We're going to have some speakers in the venue. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, Did you announce that? Are we doing that? Yeah, it's happening. It's yeah. Done. yeah. Yeah, sick. Yeah, I knew it was happening. I, was, I didn't know you'd announce it to the public. Yeah, well, come and yeah, see it. This is it. So this is the announcement. But yeah. Throw, yeah, come and throw your hands together and, you know, get around it. It's going to be a time. You know what you're going to need for your ears with these headphones. <laughs> Come on, man! I'm going to have to buy some new mics by the sounds of it because these things don't seem to want to work with this roadcaster. But anyway, um, yeah. But again, no, I haven't set it up. No, so I'm not risking getting around one and it not working. So I'll, I'll be calling you, no doubt, between now and round one about this whole tech side of things. But yeah, um, yeah come check us out at One Thaggy. We'll be doing a lunchtime. Um, live pod it's going to be great uh shout out to amex superstores for again supporting primex and supporting us with the race coverage content this year it's going to be a great year we'll be having a live show at wani and we'll be coming to you um monday night so tuesday morning drop for the recap shows which is going to be exciting as well and uh thanks to lee hogan thanks to dean ferris posty thank you for making it to my house no thank you and uh, donnell appreciate you staying up late um, <laughs> we'll, hear, we'll hear about it we will um, and appreciate everybody listening Inside Dirt's back for 23 make sure you check out the website to keep the uh, keep the socials moving for us much love and we will come to you with everything one taggy <laughs> in about 10 days hey Posty when are you, are you coming when are you, when are you getting here oh dude we gotta talk I'll call you oh, tomorrow okay. oh, you've always got some crazy schedule man yeah my schedule's gnarly yeah you talk to Posty, like, hey, when are you getting to the event? He's like, I've got to catch a bus, a, a horse and cart. I'm going to Hatter to come across to Coolum. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And you were like, yeah, I'm at the A4DE, like I'm I'm shooting so in a, a bush somewhere in the mountains yeah. in Victoria. Yeah. He's such a nomad. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Not many can say they do it's it. It's pretty cool. Wait, you have a kid. Nomad's going to get hard real quick. Yeah, that's all right, though. That's the story of my life. You been to a four day? Nah. That's hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, thanks everyone for listening. We will be hitting you back with all things one day.